Hello and welcome to the Computer Game Show. My name is Sean Bell and I'm joined by James Farley. Hello. And Matthew Murray. Hello. Matt, what on earth happened with your stream last night? (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, something amazing (laughs) kind of happened. So I was streaming... Bloodborne, as as I do on Sunday nights from nine, and yeah. um, you know there's like twenty seven thirty people in the chat as not as normal. It's all good, having yeah. a right old, you know, a good old time. And then uh, in the chat, like I suddenly got this like notification saying, "Angry Joe or the Angry Joe Show has raided your channel." Um, like, <laughs> I'm raiding for people who don't know on Twitch. It's basically when someone who's uh, currently streaming on another channel, they can basically type a command in and take all of their viewers uh, to to another channel, basically. And typically, uh, streamers would raid other other channels when they're about to finish their stream and they want to sort of share the wealth, as it were, in terms of viewers. And yeah, mm-hmm. we got some, got this notification saying Angry Joe Show has raided you with 462 viewers. Wow. So Matt, I mean, presumably you use this amazing opportunity to like plug the show and like, you know, talk about all the streams we do and all that kind of thing. I'm, I mean, I'm, um, I'm imagining I mean, that's what you did. I, well, I, I didn't quite go into promo mode because I was I was overwhelmed suddenly <laughs> 400 people. I was also trying to play Bloodborne. I wasn't going to go, hey, so by the way, I mean, I might have said the word pod and at the end I mentioned the podcast is coming out. Mostly actually thanks because Oodles mentioned it in the, in the, po- in, in the chat. Like, hey, so what's the podcast called, Matt? I mean, I know it says on screen, download the computer game show and subscribe on, and stuff. You, got, you had to get, so we got a listener to do it for you rather than you. Um, well, I mean, I, I, I said I said the podcast is out, but I didn't go into extreme detail because I still had at that point two hundred because basically instantly two hundred and fifty people left of of, of course, but yeah, hmm. um, I was I was a bit overwhelmed with suddenly having five hundred plus people in the chat. Um, so you got like loads of people, massive opportunity, and then you just didn't. <laughs> You know, you it, just well, it's hardly an, enge- I mean, to it's hardly fair, an engaged to audience. These are five hundred people who don't know who we are and don't care. And I, I, <laughs> oh, no, I, I, this, I, this is your chance, Matt, to tell them who we are and tell them why they should care. <laughs> I mean, James, I just, James, I at, like least, at least, at least your stream, thing. at least your stream got a proper mention. I just. <laughs> If you guys watch in, I, I tell I tell them all the streams we do across the week. I say Sean does indie on Tuesdays. Okay. I mean, I, I, some people on Discord say Matt did mention it once, and then I watched this morning, and I did mention <laughs> all the streams you do when the podcast is out. Uh, I just didn't do it instantly when we had, you know, like no, the, uh, the, no, when I'm, the five hundred people arrived. <laughs> uh, but I wasn't just suddenly like, switching, to, I wasn't just suddenly switching to promo mode. I was like overwhelmed. Well, that doesn't, that doesn't and I was stop playing. you normally, Matt. I mean, you're always you're always <laughs> you all never normally out of it. Yeah, but yeah. I don't suddenly have five hundred people like in my stream, and I'm like, oh shit, hang on, this is an audience I haven't really. Not, not not used to dealing with. Plus, I was I was dealing with the stress of Bloodborne, and I, yeah, no, I don't matter. Um, so you blew yeah. it. No, no, I, I totally get it because, like, I mean, when I was streaming and I got um, it was one of our listeners who also has his own channel, I believe, yeah. raided us, and I mean, I got like an extra thirty people, and I was just like, oh, what the fuck is this? What's happening? Like, <laughs> most of them left pretty much instantly. Um, and then there was like two people who just sort of carried on in the chat and they were just really annoying. So I got one of our mods to ban them because they're doing my head in. <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's how good and, um, you know, a brand ambassador I am. Yeah, but that's um, not your job, Sean. I mean, that's all what Matt is. <laughs> I mean, that's what he's all about. And I, I'm just <laughs> astonished that, like, he got this massive opportunity to, like, really, like, promote the show in front of so many people and just didn't. I mean, I well, just no, find that I, 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 I told them to like, I asked them to like and subscribe. 
Uh, I didn't say, oh, we've got a podcast. I mean, I should have, but I was sort of caught unawares. I mean, next time I'll I'll get ready. But it also felt yeah. a bit, hey, suddenly got 500 people. Hey, download the podcast. I mean, it just felt a bit shit. It says on the screen, download the computer game show. It says where it's available. It's got social yeah, links. Yeah. And at the end, yeah, I said, you know, we stream one these days. I said, the podcast is out. This and the See, other I don't, one. I don't, I don't buy that. Like, this following. doesn't wash. Like this whole thing about like, <laughs> what I didn't know what to do. Well, no, because in the it's, it's never, yeah, yeah, it's James, never stopped you before. You don't even look at the chat. You don't Matt, even look at your chat and yours. Matt, it's never stopped you before. I, mean, I haven't had 500 been, people visit the stream before. How can you compare? You've been outrageous with like the way that you promote this show. And like this just chiming in wherever, you know, to sort of promote it. I'm just shocked that you just didn't. Take the opportunity. It's just crazy. Uh, well, it just, I, I got overwhelmed in the moment. I suddenly had hundreds of people watching when I wasn't used to it. I was, I was also like, I mean, I, it was a bit bad. I, I, I had, I guess I'd kind of heard of Anger Joe, but I was like, who is this guy and how has he found us? And he clearly doesn't know who we are. So I was a bit confused about that. Yeah, sure, <laughs> I didn't go straight into salesman mode, but um, I mentioned all the, well, we still had like 200 plus people at the end, and those are the people, I guess, which were actually involved, uh, you know, engaged and interested. And for those people, yeah, I told them about the podcast, told them about the streams. We've got, we've got tons of followers on Twitch. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I guess next time, if I'm now I'm used to it. I'll go straight into salesman mode for you, James. But at the time, well, you, and I'm just, <laughs> I'm just shocked because it's never stopped you before. Like you know, when and at the drop of a hat, you're pretty good at it, and I'm just surprised that you didn't take the opportunity here. Yeah, I mean, I mean you said that three times. I, I don't know what else I can oh, say. No, I mean, well, because the answers you're giving aren't that great, and it's just you know, it's, it's a trying to dig into this. <laughs> you can dig in what you want. I mean, I'm just, you. I mean, I, I, James, I'll be. Uh, I'll be interested to see how you handle this if it ever happens well, to yeah, you. But I'm not the, but my, okay, I'm not the marketer. No, you can't just hide behind, oh, well, that's not my job. That's well, like- it's not, is it? It's not my job. I'm not the person who's like dedicated all this stuff to like you know promoting it, and then suddenly you're on the big stage and just like, oh, I, I can't. Yeah, I don't but want there's to say. a difference between like the sort of stuff Matt does and then just being like pushed onto said stage. Well, there you go. There's 500 yeah. people. Tell them. <laughs> Go. It's a very, it's a very I, different. I, I was trying to like keep it cool and just play the game and just, you know, rather yeah. than, hey, yeah, so where I went. I mean, I told him about it. I suppose, them. yeah, I it's, been like, it, I suppose it, it's better to just be like, oh, it's, it's 500 people or whatever, rather than be like, oh my God, oh, oh my God, there's loads of people. <laughs> yeah, imagine like, yeah, it's just, that way. I mean, I, I it's mentioned It's cooler it. if you don't acknowledge it. Yeah, I, I, you know yeah, I did my usual outro, told him about streams, told him about the podcast. Uh, to the two to the two hundred people who are still interested in watching it, I, I will not suddenly get change my my demeanor and pause the game and say, guys, there's a podcast. Down. I mean, I, I did tell them to like and subscribe. Uh, I think I think give, given awesome. the fact that it's pretty overwhelming instantly, I think I did all right actually. Yeah. I mean, I, I felt worse the fact that during, towards the end I was like, I'm not even, sh- I'm not, I don't know what, I don't know who's Angry Joe go I go I don't know who's Angry Joe guy is, and I felt a bit worse for that. <laughs> also, I felt I mean, worse for the name. When, but, I, when yeah. I was lying in bed afterwards, thinking like I could have made it so much better, what was I doing? What have I, what have I done? I was thinking, oh, I should have, like shared the wealth again. I should have, like rate, taken the two hundred people I had at the end of my stream and raided someone else. But <laughs> it, it, it's all, it all happened very quickly. It's, the whole raiding thing is so interesting because I know like it can be done like maliciously, but I think most of the time it is just. I don't know. It's just a bit of fun, isn't it? And it's kind of, I don't know. Like it's not, it's not a gift as such, but it is. I don't know. Like you say, like you, you did get, well, we did get some followers out of it and stuff. And I don't know. It's just such a strange thing to me that, it, like, it 
I suppose it could be seen as like quite a hostile thing. Yeah, I, I guess like the, but the I don't ter- think that's I guess the, way the, ter- it's meant. the term "raid." It feels like oh, Hamill, like "raid" almost has negative connotations in the term yeah, itself. Yeah, it's like oh yeah, let's all dive like, on him and kick the shit out of him, and yeah. you know, and, but, but, but it's actually, not yeah, really it, like it that. It feels is it? like it's it's for the bigger streamers who you know who, who can share the wealth as well and say. I mean, and yeah. I, I watched um, so afterwards. I was like, how does that even happen? And I went onto Angry Joe Show's channel and I found the video, and it, it's it's amazing video I, I i sent it as a clip on, on our twitter feed last night but basically yeah. he's just like okay um let, let, you know i'm gonna send uh, uh, basically said let, let's raid no channel i want to find someone else he was looking for some of his friends online so like, oh, no one i know is online um who, who should we go to and i think some people in the chat might have suggested things but he's on like, no, let's look at the games page so he went to like, the categories or i went to the browse page on twitch and there's mm. tons of boxes of all the games like Counter strike and apex and PUBG and stuff and he's like let's go right to the bottom and like near the bottom he was like look around like, oh bloodborne you know I, I, bloodborne's one of his favorite games apparently he clicked on that like the third or fourth stream along was actually our one and he's mm-hmm. like, oh, who's this guy? Like, the computer game show. Look, it's Bloodborne Sundays. Let's, let's do this. And other people in the chat at that point were still like, no, do someone else, do someone else. He's like, <laughs> so he like went, then went back again to his like list of friends on the left-hand side. He's like, no, you know what? I, I, let, let, let's blow this guy's mind. Let's, uh, let, let's all go in there. Everyone be nice. <laughs> I, I, you know, um, I ask him what, you know, what, um, about what games he's playing and be nice. And honestly, like everyone who came in, they were nice. They weren't, there were no dickheads. Um, mm-hmm. Sure, like a couple of hundred people left, but I, I think that's natural. I mean, yeah, um, yeah. and uh, yeah, like a couple of people asked, you know, how often we stream or what we stream and stuff, and I like, you know, nervously mumbled, mumbled the words, so I got them out, I guess, at some point, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a pretty wild experience. I couldn't see for ages after that, thinking like, what just happened? And <laughs> I could have done it so much better, and ah, bollocks! And then I was so nervous, I suddenly lost twenty thousand vials in Bloodborne because um, I, yeah, I got overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah, you, beat, you beat Amelia, right? Uh, I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well I guess we'll, we'll talk man. about what you're playing, but yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah, a good yeah, one last cool. night. So sorry, James. Nice. I'll do better next time. It's just, you know, yeah. I mean, just disappointing a bit, but you know, I, I understand your perspective. But I just, I know, I'm just shocked that the, the listeners had to sort of point out that you hadn't done it. I mean, that's just <laughs> what I thought was shocking, but you know, it's all right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I said the basics. They, I mean, yeah, for, for thank God for Rudolph for saying. So, what's the name of the podcast? It says on screen. It does say on screen, but. It does, yeah. to be fair. Uh, whatever. Yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> right. Feedback. Yes, feedback. So um, we, we've had some bad opinions on the last few weeks. Uh, <laughs> let, let's end it with David Trapmore uh, talking about 2D Mario. A quick bit of follow-up from my 2D Mario opinion last week. I will admit, I was slightly baiting you. I spent a whole day dealing with my constantly crying, teething, 19-month-old son and wasn't right in the head. So really, it was taken out on us, basically, David. Yeah, no, it was no, bad I, opinions. I can, I can empathise. Yeah. However, I will stand by most of what I said. Okay. And the noise of disgust <laughs> made and Sean's use of my full name to mental disappointment made my day. I now realise <laughs> I did play DS Yoshi's Island and I did enjoy that. I think maybe it might be the aesthetic and simple early level design of the Super Mario Brothers games that made me lose interest before I got to the good stuff. I mean, if you enjoyed uh, the DS Yoshi's Island, definitely check out mm. the original, man, because <clears throat> DS1 was not very good in comparison. It really um, wasn't, yeah. So, yeah. 
That, so we're going to draw a line uh, under, under all the bad opinions. There will be no more bad opinions like on this show. Controversial opinion, no, unpopular opinions. That unpopular, was it, that was yeah. The, yeah. yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. It. There will be no more on this show forever now. That's it. Only, <laughs> only legit, um, you know. Uh, that means you can't play any more David Cage games, Matt. Oh, well, actually, that's good point. Or, I mean, you can, but you can't, you know. Can't well, say they're I, good. I just have to pander to whatever James and everyone else says. Yeah, good point. You will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> so. so, yeah. they're too scared to have an opinion. Right. Um, on last week's show, James um, announced the fact that he forgot to look at his calendar and remember when our live show was. And so, therefore, James will not be going to res 2019 with us. Uh, ben Simon at Scientologist on Twitter, he, he tweeted genuinely sad about the James news. Uh, this other guy, Joe, Scott Meta underscore Joe, said, fuck's sake, Ben, I hadn't listened to it yet, and I genuinely thought he was leaving the pod after this tweet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, 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 there's there obviously, obviously people were going, James went there, but I just found, found it quite funny that James would potentially quit just weeks into this new lineup. <laughs> I mean, just, just, fucking just, it. Matt, Matt, it's just not working for me. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> I'm sorry. I've got, I've got, I, I need more abuse. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, uh, have you got anything else to say to the listeners, James, who are, who are you know email, tweeting and stuff in their droves, saying? Well, they weren't, were they? It was about two people. But well, I yeah. mean, droves is is such a vague term. It could be anything, really. We could have yeah. a could have a drove of two people. <laughs> yeah, we could have a raid of two people. What is a what is a drove? <laughs> I don't know what drove is. Two oh. people, apparently. Two, yes. Okay. Uh, anything else to say on, on the, the fact you're not going to res, James? Sorry, I guess. Mm. <laughs> yep. From the heart. That was yeah, good. It, really, like that. it really was. It really was. Um, so last week we also mentioned about the fact that Microsoft are developing uh, or using HoloLens in, in, uh, in combat scenarios, shall we say. Lars... Okay, <clears throat> Lars Hedam uh, writes in about that. Hi, guys. In last week's podcast, you covered the Microsoft HoloLens developers paradox on military use and ethic uh, and ethic challenges. I will try not. Uh, I will try to not advocate my political opinion here, but I think it does prompt an interesting discussion, and I sense the sort of snarky or ridiculing attitude when you talked about it. Yeah, us never. We never do how that. Do, how do you? Well, um, <laughs> an ethics committee might have a broad number of issues to consider with Microsoft, within Microsoft, ranging from either workplace romance and safe work environment, over global environmental impact and conflict minerals, to uh, what James mentioned, support for China and less than optimal regimes, and also to the business of killing humans. And I do think that we should only consider the heart of the issue with Hololens, which is killing humans. Call it defence, attack, or whatever you want. But it seems to me that the concern raised by the developers focuses on that. I do sympathise with the developers due to their rather supposedly large change in focus on development. Like joining a bakery that turns out to be a prostitution ring, but, you know, killing humans instead. I will not judge the company's decision to go for a certain clientele above another, uh, but I believe they have an ethical and moral obligation to preemptively let developers or applicants for the positions know the direction so they can in turn make an informed decision. I'm surprised that the disgruntled developers didn't see this coming, however, both because there has been interest in different com- countries' military to apply VR and especially AR technology to weapon systems for some time already. And when you're developing a hyper-realistic battle or combat game or VR AR headset, uh, VR AR, AR headset, one might see the possibility of real-life use along with capitalist greed. On top of that, this should not come as a surprise since the US military has been killing humans in... Uh, pseudo-legal drone attacks uh, attacks for some time now using an Xbox controller 
That's a good point. Some are say it also mm. clashes with the um, philanthropic views and position that Bill Gates holds through the Melinda and Bill Gates Foundation. Thanks for spraying the news juice from the Farley newspaper. I just, I just thought that, yeah. that, that that was quite a well-rounded, uh, quite quite a well-rounded email. I mean, I guess you can see yeah, yeah. technology is always going to be used in these sort of combat scenarios. Um, mm. And I guess he, I mean, but yeah, but but then it might it might it might, it might always be trying to be part of you know the uh, of of combat and 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 use technology to aid certain sides in war. But it doesn't also mean. That you can't ra- you know ra- raise raise issues when you've been employed as, as a as, as a coder or developer and suddenly you're suddenly you're going from like coding something from inter- in, inside Microsoft to, uh, you know to the combat uh, combat yeah, or yeah. battlefields in other countries so I, I, yeah yeah it's it's good they brought it up but yeah it's just a yeah, difficult it's, situation just, isn't it yeah and just to add yeah when he says I, I sensed a sort of snarky or ridiculing attitude I'm sorry if it came across that way it was more um, you know the, the bit he talks about with basically like he's just surprised that they didn't see it coming that was kind of um, where I was coming from um, just I think I I just expect the worst from big companies at all times um, but yeah but that's not to say that I don't um, you know uh, really support what they are doing um, yeah. the disgruntled developers I mean yeah, it must be that um, you, you, so, go, yeah. you go from making sort of uh, connect sports to then yeah, yeah well, we need that do we need your knowledge and experience of of connect uh, and hololens and all sorts of platforms and our future technology now you're developing these things for for combat it must be yeah it must be a big sort of uh, emotional yeah. shift for those people yeah, anyway um athene allen uh tweeted because last week i dared to interrupt james and his story on um on on devotion which is that chinese game uh that had it's not it's a it's a, it's a okay it was made in taiwan which is part of china um apparently it's uh, that's <laughs> okay, the whole well, thing yeah okay. uh, athena matt a uh, fat <laughs> Fuck's sake. Matt fam, sit the fuck down. This devotional story is really interesting and a pretty big deal. You're not, you're not the main one yet. Stay in your lane. Uh, Ryan Rushton, Matt talking over and telling James to shut up while he talked about while he talked about a thoroughly in, actually interesting news story, Red Candle. That's not the usual industry insider stuff was bad. And then Capone says, particularly enjoy Fire's update in China. More, please. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the story. I mean, listeners may 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 remember. I'm a big fan of James's China 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 chat. I mean, I I I've been a big advocate for a long time. It's more the fact that James said, let, let let's brush over your actual game story and talk about this for a long time. That that was my issue. <laughs> what? Well, you, 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 Wait, uh, which actual game story? Well, it was, it was like the, I'm sure it's like the Google um, announcement or press press conference they go to a GDC. You're That's like, because that was just a load of old nonsense that no one cares about. <laughs> and this was something no, 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 that was actually important. So you don't care about James. It's like, I think it's a pretty big deal. <clears throat> Matt, I'm in charge of the news, not you. I can decide like which stories to focus on and which to emphasise. I just think you need to be doing a better job of it. Are you joking? Well, okay. I mean, do you know... Okay, should we bring this up? Because this is something that's been bugging me <laughs> for the last couple of weeks. How, every, okay, so every week... Like on usually on a Monday, like around lunchtime or whatever, when I got the chance, I you know mm-hmm. I start putting the news together, and then I run by you, like every well by you and Sean, like mm. the list of stories that I'm thinking about looking looking at. Yeah. Usually, I don't get really much of a response apart from yes, all right. And then Matt, you always start coming up with like all these other stories, and almost every single time, all the stories you choose are all just press releases. They're all just like <laughs> this game is coming out like at this time, or this game is. Been announced or something, <laughs> but that stuff is news, James. 
But it's not, is it? It's just... You know, no, no, okay, no, no, so no you it just, literally is news where the game is announced. But it's not news that you can talk about, though. You can't just say, oh, great, yeah, okay, Respawn Star Wars game's coming out at the end of the year. What, am I supposed, what are we supposed to say to that? It's terrible. There's no discussion well, there or debate. <laughs> Let's just look through the news you've got here. Okay. Oh, okay. I mean, that, that I'm looking forward to massive conversations of every news story. I mean, I'm yeah, just, I'm just saying... Because like, these are all... These are all and you see, the thing is, right, is I curate the news, so we've got some good meaty topics there, and then a couple <laughs> of quick hits. And then... But if you I mean, if you had your way, it would all just be press releases. Like, I'd just be sitting there reading press releases, and we'd all just be nodding and going, hmm, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It'd be I, really boring. I, I, I'm just picking up the stories that have happened in the week that could that could hopefully uh, have some conversation around. New, new well, like, Chris, there's a Star Wars game coming out. Well, yeah, but like, <laughs> what, what, what's wrong with that? One of these is uh, that there's someone that's working on the Star Wars game. Yeah, at least that gives it some context, rather than just like, oh, they're going to announce that it's coming out at the end of this year. That's one terrible. Is, one of these, James, is that some Resident Evil games coming out on Switch. I know, but there's the issue with the price point with that, so there's a debate there, Matt. Mm. One is okay. Okay. Well, I do apologise, James. I'm just here to make sure the news is fully featured and covers everything that's been mentioned in gaming this week. Yeah, but the point is that you don't. I mean, do at the that. end of the day, James, you're free to disregard whatever Matt wants to put in. I do. So and I mean, I mean unless Matt's going to. Well, yeah, unless Matt's going to start kicking off during the show. I mean, that's, that's another matter entirely. Yeah, I mean, he does but... that every single time. He always goes, you know, I get to the end and he goes, uh, uh, what, what about, you know, Google's got something? You know, it's just <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> it, it was, it was like, let's just get on with your big, I don't know, we're still, still doing a follow-up on me, for fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I, I'm so sorry, James, I'm trying to make it a better show with news. With press well, releases. Well, uh, arguably, most of these are press releases. Well, they're not, are they? Well, we'll we'll see about that when we get to them. Just yeah. Uh, anyway, okay, that's boring because James won't like that. Oodles, uh, can Matt address getting raided on Twitch and bottling it? I, I've done that. Uh, Adam Capone, is it just me? But if I lived in Norwich and they were to have another Fortnite festival, I'd love to go and experience it. The concept of a really bad festival loosely titled game is pretty amazing in my view. <laughs> Perhaps next time, Exciting Events Limited can come up with new game crossovers with slightly adjusted names to avoid the lawsuits. As a team, can you come up with a new Entertainment Game Limited crossover? What other games will make for a great day out? We'll have to come back to you on that. But here's Adam's example which is genius, Yoku's Tesco Express. For one day only, <laughs> the Tesco Express at Erlen Road has been transformed to a jungle. Uh, brackets, 12 inflatable palm trees dotted around the store. Close brackets. Come and play on the pinball machine next to an ATM machine or perhaps adventure out towards the ant farm in the self-service checkout area. Various fruits available as part of the elite package, though, must be consumed on that day. I mean, the idea of Yoku's Tesco Express, I'm bang into that. As long as you get like a wristband, you know, and it's got like exclusive offers and stuff like that, it'd be it'd yeah. be good. As long as you pre-order like a founders pack or something. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah. I can't. I mean, another entertainment event limited game crossover. I mean, the trouble is a lot of the big ones are shooters. You don't want that. I mean, I guess you could do like Stardew Valley, and have loads of kids farming. Just an actual farm. Just yeah. free labour. It's. <laughs> It's Stargy Valley IOL. <laughs> I just had a game. I oh, know how it's not. It's, it's pissing down, and it's six in the morning. It stinks of shit. It's, oh, I have to visit a lot of farms for work, and it always—it's just weird. Like, like, oh yeah, you live on this farm, and you have this amazing, massive house, and everything stinks like shit, and there's flies everywhere. 
<laughs> oh, they're not all like that. I don't want but that. I don't want that in, no. my, in my life. Uh, James, no. can you can think of any amazing game crossovers and that <sighs> not, entertainment not right limited? I'd have to think about it. Hmm. Okay, we'll come back to you by the end of the show. Uh, that's it for follow-up week. Um, we got a few bits here and there, but that, those are the main bits. If you want to leave us <laughs> feedback, it's at Computer Game Pod on Twitter, or you can email podcast at thecomputergameshow.com. So, James, do you uh, do you watch Torchwood? I did. Yeah, I did see it when it was on. It wasn't very so good, did, but you know. No. Um, but do you remember that bit where Jack Harkness is like, I think he's like all nude and like chained up and they pour a load of concrete on him. That happened but he's most a, of the time. But he's a mortal. So he just like, he just sort of survived it, like trapped in the concrete. And then eventually they like dropped him and broke him out. And then he sort of stumbled out and he's all covered in dust because all the concrete's gone in his eyes and his ears and his mouth and stuff. Yeah, I do remember do, that actually. Yeah, yeah. Do that, but I am Jack Harkness and the concrete is the news. Okay. Okay. Strong start. This is the news. <laughs> Strong start, James. <laughs> I don't know where you were going with that, Sean. That is the strangest introduction to the news I've ever heard in my life. But, um, okay. So you've just come out of the concrete. Yeah. So you're expecting news. Is that what's going on? No, the concrete is news. I'm saying I want to to be surrounded. I want to be a a prison of news. Okay, so you're encased in a prison of news. Encased in news, yeah. But it's not like liquid news because it's all gone hard and dusty. uh, Does it matter? I don't know. I think you... Just get on with it. It's fine. Okay. okay. (laughs) We have a new website... Um, this is the first news story, oh, yeah. and I think I mean I'm going to hand over to Matt for this because totally he's. I totally forgot we're announcing done. this shit. <laughs> well, you told me to. Well, well, I thought you were, you're your own man, James. You're your own man. <coughs> I know, but I Fucking thought because you. I mean, to be fair, Matt has done a fantastic job with this, and yeah, it is very, very good. I think, and so I thought I'd hand over to you, Matt, and you can you can tell us all about it. Go ahead. I mean, what well, what I'm lacking in uh, dealing with real time uh, promotional feedback with 500 people into a Twitch stream, I I can I can do a meme <laughs> WordPress website. <laughs> um, hopefully, by the time we listen to this, uh, our website's live. It's just go to the computergameshow.com. Um, I just I just thought I'd build a website. I needed something else to do. I was in, I get incredibly lonely in like the two hours of the day where I didn't have other things to do, and I thought I thought let's build a website. Why not? Also. I mean, there's two major reasons. One, just want something to do. Two, it, it feels, I mean, to me at least, it's become apparent that actually not everyone's on social media. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, what, with like Twitter being a sort of uh, toxic, you know, hellscape most days and, and, and like Facebook is, Facebook's inability to protect its users. It's like a lo- loads of people turning away from, from social. And mm-hmm. I think it's like over like the, the game of the year stuff, you know, we'll be like tweeting, you know, voting this and, 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 and posts about, and, and news about this and the other. Like people are like, well, I'm not on Twitter, so I didn't see it or not on Instagram. So, so we, we want, we wanted a place. Uh, where you don't have to go on social media, you can just go to the website. So this place will have uh, it's, it's live now. It, it's got links to all our all our episodes. Of course, you can listen to everyone and stream them online. Uh, you can find all our videos. There's um, uh, a page to contact us. Um, and yeah, it will list our live events. Should we be doing any uh, live events in the future? And uh, and that's it really. It's just yeah, we're it's an early access release. <laughs> um, you know, there, there may well be bugs, um, which will iron out in the 1.0 release. Um, but uh, for now, yeah, the, the website's out there. If you if you have any issues with it, please hit us up on Twitter at Computer Game Pod. I'm sure there's going to be 
a lot of bugs and stuff coming out in the woodwork now. Uh, now it's live, but yeah, the website's live. That's yeah, it looks it. amazing, man. Just yeah, it does nice. look good. Yeah, yeah. It's, you've done a fantastic job with that, Matt. Very yeah, impressive. Thanks. Uh, yeah, the website's live. Uh, I mean, hopefully. I mean, it'd be amazing if now people go to the website and it's not live, but I'm hoping this, by the time you listen to this, it's very much <laughs> live. I'm sort of scared to let it out into the world. It's much easier if it's just, you know, live, a secret URL, no one knows, and no one's going to moan at me. But it's live now, so I, I'm expecting the onslaught of tweets. Will the, cool. uh, will the show notes be on the on the uh, website, Matt? What will what, say? Yeah, the show notes, like you know, like the, the shows the, with all the links that James all the links and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, we don't do that, James. But you are more than welcome. <laughs> but to we do could it now. We could now do we that. We could do that, and it would be useful for people. Uh, well, yeah, if, if, if you send me all links, and then you can do that uh, when you publish the podcast, James. <laughs> all right, fine. <laughs> do that. <laughs> Just do all the links and send them to me, and I'll put them in the show notes. I swear. Yeah. Okay, it's okay. not going to happen, is it? No. Let's let's move on to the the actual news. So the first, I mean, the first bit that we've got is kind of hot off the press, as it were, yeah. um, because Anthem might be bricking PS4s, hey! um, which, which is quite an interesting Bloody story. Hell. So this is according to Kotaku. Like some PS4 players are finding that the game occasionally shuts off their like their PS4. So mm. for some people, they find that it's just like sending them back to the dashboard or the main menu of the game and. But for some, like the machine's just turning itself off entirely, and this has been like PS4 and PS4 Pro. This has happened on, and you know how the PS4 does that thing where, like, if you don't switch it off properly, it doesn't like it. Yeah, yeah. It's got to rebuild the database. Yeah, it does all that. Well, it does that every time. So like, when you you can't, <laughs> it's like difficult to switch it back on. Well, not difficult, but you know, like irritating to switch it back on. And some people have found that also, you've they've had to like disconnect the power cable as well. To like get the PS4 to switch back on again because wow. if they don't pull the power out the back, it doesn't it doesn't work at all. But then also one player like this was on Reddit said that their console was just bricked. Like they tried to switch it on, it just wouldn't switch on again. And so did another person who contacted uh, Kotaku. And apparently some people have been trying to get their money back now on the game. Um, which you know, good luck over PSN because <laughs> we all know how that kind of works out. Yeah. But this is mad, isn't it? I mean, yeah. How has this happened? God knows. I mean, is um, it? Um, I've heard that it's like quite a intensive flight game in the sense that it's um, yeah, the fans are running and all that kind of thing. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I assume it is just the fact that it's like, yeah, absolutely running it ragged. It's just like I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the game doesn't run particularly well, um, but as I say, I think that could just be poor optimization. So it could still be like, yeah, still giving the CPU a run for its money or whatever. Um, but yeah, Jesus, this is not the story that Anthem needed this week, is it? No. It's really I mean, not. Like, I thought I was going to get a shitload of abuse for slagging it off last week from some of the listeners, because I know a few of them have been enjoying it. Um, and it's just been nothing. Everyone's gone quiet. So, yeah. what a shame. I mean, again, you know, as Matt said, they they will probably still support it. We could be looking at a very different game in six to 12 months, but it's just fucking hell. What a shambles this has been well did you did when you, did first you get one of through, those so sorry james i was gonna say did you get one of those exclusive and inverted commas like you know vouchers from amazon to try and get you to buy the game I, oh I that was weird wasn't it i didn't i no, guess that's I, I guess i mean i i pre-ordered on amazon uh for the alpha or the demo access and i cancelled my pre-order so i presume everyone who might might pre-order from amazon and then cancelled probably got to send the voucher it wasn't enough to tempt me i must say 
But wasn't it because the the email the the subject of it was like important information about your anthem order? Yeah, I thought that was. So like, everyone what? was like, "Oh fuck, <laughs> yeah, 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 really <laughs> shit." Which is, I haven't, have I? Tell me, I have. I mean, that is very shitty. I'm surprised they don't get done by trading standards. <laughs> but I mean, I've, yeah. I've had that before with like, with other games. It, this isn't the first. Mm. I can't remember, okay. but I, I, that isn't that, that isn't a new thing. So I probably yeah, I probably had the same. Um, the same subject line around the division, the first division or some other game which I pre-ordered and then cancelled right, after yeah. I got a demo code. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm not offended by it. It's like, well, send me a voucher you yeah. want. I'm not going to buy it. I, I don't intend to buy the game, but Still I'm not, I'm not offended yeah. by them sending me a voucher. I don't quite get people kicking off. Oh, they send me a voucher. It's disgusting. Well, just ignore it. Like, yeah, it's yeah. Not, what, what, yeah. what's it doing? Like, it's a voucher. And they're making you mildly panic for two seconds. Yeah, I mean, the, the subject really line weird. Is a bit weird, but... <laughs> Really weird thing. So I don't know if you guys have been getting this. So on Twitter, I've been seeing a lot of adverts for Anthem. Yes. But I've also seen... Um, so it was just a tweet from the IGN UK account, and it's a video about Captain Marvel um, that is coming out soon. But before the video, there's like a 15-second advert for Anthem that plays. And the the tweet is, sponsor- is promoted by Anthem, not Captain Marvel. Or mm-hmm. not- <laughs> it's just like I think didn't IGN like I I absolutely have no idea if this is true or not. But when I looked at their site, there was a lot of Anthem stuff on there. Have they done like was some it? deal with them or something like some you know, probably like promotional deal? Yeah, they do that quite a lot, um, don't they? Yeah, um, keeps the lights on, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, it's mad how much advertising there's been for Anthem. You know, when you just like look, I I know I've decided not to buy it. Stop it. It's like you're not gonna win me over by showing me the same advert for the twentieth time. I'll tell but, you what, I was out the other day and yeah. with Chen and mm-hmm. there was an anthem advert on the side of a bus. Was and, it? And she asked she actually asked me, What's that? And I said, Well, <laughs> let me let me tell you a story. And so- <laughs> <laughs> actually I've got to go. I mean I've got I've I'm seeing my I've seen anyone else. I've got to go now. Yeah, she wasn't very interested. <laughs> Can't hear about answer <laughs> again. <laughs> when you first sent the story, I saw the URL, and the URL was like, Anthem players say the game is shutting down. I was like, what? What's happening? <laughs> and then I was like, no, it says game is shutting down. I was like, oh, my God, okay. Cut the losses uh, already. Yeah, it's yes. like, holy shit, that, that, that is some URL structure. They really have, like, they got me there. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, uh, I'm sure it'll get fixed, so you know, who cares? Yeah. Okay, the next okay, so the next story is is THQ Nordic. And oh no. I mean this this is a really interesting story I think because I mean I was first yeah. aware of the story because I saw like this tweet repeatedly retweeted which was I do not condone child pornography, white supremacy or racism. And you're just thinking, what? Like <laughs> why someone had to say that? Something's yeah. obviously yeah. <laughs> exactly why somebody had to say it. So this was THQ THQ Nordic, and it was a decision by their PI and marketing director. This is Philip Brock to host an open AMA discussion on HN. Yeah. yeah. So HN for those who aren't aware is a, a message board where people like happily share. Uh, like lolly uh, child pornography and stuff and yeah lots of bad racist shit I mean, going on. It, isn't it like the, the entire site is blacklisted by Google right yeah For, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the, the I mean it, I mean, this is stuff that is so bad that even 4chan were like new way baby yeah. and then <laughs> and then we wouldn't touch that and then that's why I, well that's how and why 8chan 8chan came about so it's yeah. it, you've got I mean anyone who knows the internet and any Decent PR or marketing director in 2019 should know this shit. 
But anyway, so yeah. you better get on the story. So, so okay, so they so they agreed to do it, and I mean, this, I shall give you a sample of some of the questions here, like we had. So we got one eight chan okay. user asked Brock about lollies. This is the thing that Sean was just talking about. Oh yeah, yeah, and. Like he says, a company in the post was an illustration of two girls having their breasts touched by an adult man, and uh. then, and then he like he posted this like you know saying like you know is there going to be this, and then he Brock responded by saying you got them already we'd say, which is like what are you yeah. thinking? Like what are you thinking here? And then also yeah. lots of stuff like you know please don't censor any games nor appeal to social just uh, social justice warriors you know all that kind of thing. Yeah. And then he replied by saying thanks we'll try and stay that way. It's just what. Exactly. I mean, it's just. <laughs> I mean, so he resp- so there was a lot of criticism on Twitter, and he responded yeah. saying uh, the opportunity was here, and we took it. We got approached in a very friendly and polite manner, and we're assured that said person, and then it's got in brackets, shout out to Mark. <laughs> I don't know who Mark is, and take care of the nasty stuff. So here we are, and then he just continued with it, and it went on for two hours, and then. After the two hours, he started to hastily backtrack um, what what they'd been up to. So, I mean, he said, I personally agreed to this AMA without doing my proper due diligence to understand the history and the controversy of the site. I do not condone child pornography, white supremacy, racism in any shape or form, he wrote. Then he said, I'm terribly sorry for the short-sightedness of my decision and promise to be more vigorous in my assessment of these activities in the future. So, I mean, given that their initial tweet said, oh yeah, we'll take care of the nasty stuff, implies that he knew fine well what he was doing. Yeah, so I don't really believe a word of that. I don't Just, really understand why. Why would you do this? Because it's yeah. like I can't see. I mean, is is it trying to be edgy or something? Because if I mean, there's edgy and there's edgy, and eight chan yeah. is like not really somewhere you'd want to. I mean. Yeah, it's just. I mean, even the people on there are like anonymous, aren't they? Because they don't want to be like associated with it. Like you know, yeah. everyone knows who they are. Yeah, it's yeah, just exactly. It's just yeah, absolutely bizarre. Um, as you say, I can, I can only assume they just thought it would be funny and did not perhaps fully consider how bad the backlash would be. But or maybe they knew how bad the backlash would be, and that was the entire point. Um, just yeah. Would this? I mean, is this going to affect like purchasing decisions though? Because I definitely am feeling less like I'd want to give this company any money at all, like from being yeah. like, associated with with this. Um, yeah, definitely on the same page there. Grand scheme of things, probably not going to bother them all that much, is it? Don't know. I wonder if guys do a job. I mean, I, 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 the, 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 um, there's been an apology now from the CEO and all sorts saying yeah, that they're. They're they're basically really upset about the whole situation. So uh, yeah, yeah. It, 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 I mean, I, I I don't think this guy's doing his job. He surely can't do. He, I he think he's still there. The, he he's not even doing the basics though. Like this is the basics are understanding what is good and not so good on the internet. And like H is not <laughs> it's not in the good side of, of that conversation. Yeah, grim. Very very it's just grim, bizarre. Yeah. The whole thing is just really bizarre. I just yeah, mm. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I first saw it when when I saw like, the original tweet saying like we're doing an H and AMA and like then like uh, 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 people from my website saying I'm just, I'm just checking whether this is actually legit. Oh, it, yeah, it's it, it, this is real. This is sadly yeah, not, very not very hacked. real when it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> so strap yeah. in and yeah, it's, yeah. It, the whole situation is crazy. Yeah, but if you're going to do that, just use Reddit or something. I mean, that's not. I mean, Reddit's. Not great in many ways as well, but <laughs> no. But people do AMAs HM. on people do AMAs on Reddit. Like that, that's one of the big things it's known for, like the AMA yeah. section, <laughs> and yeah, not, yeah. not a place well, where everyone, not a place where everyone is, you know, um, 
where everyone's username is hidden and it's well and amongst other things yeah it's absolutely bonkers i guess they're trying to be edgy and it totally backfired and yeah it's horrendous i just wonder how the you know like all the developers that are like working under like this oh it must be so devastating for them like i mean obviously they've also acquired tons of studios in the last like six to twelve months like absolutely loads we're actually waiting for them to actually make a game announcement but uh yeah for all the people who work in thq nordic studios must be like oh for Christ's sake, because now Evan associates oh, THU Nordic with, you know, getting involved in that sort of child pornography message board type thing, and it's like, oh, it must mm. be terrible for everyone working uh, in, in the development side. And also, just anyone else, I guess, related to the marketing side. It's just a disaster for the entire company, really. They've got to do a lot of work to, I mean, they're not, they're not going to get away with it. I'm not going to be able to forget about this, but yeah, it's, uh, it's not great, is it? I mean, it's just, it's odd, isn't it? Because most companies go out of their way to avoid being, like, political in any way whatsoever. Yeah. And then you've got this, which is, like, aligning yourself with, like, the alt-right and all that kind of thing. It's just, yeah, utterly bizarre. Mm. Like, why you would yeah, do yeah. that. I don't know. Okay, uh, next story is um, GOG, or Good Old Games, is have just quietly laid off um, at least a dozen uh, staff members. So this this is odd because we actually heard about this last week, but we didn't run it because we were about to record and yeah, we wanted a bit more sort of verification about it. But then the day mm. after it, it happened, and uh, the person, uh, one person who was laid off, spoke with Kotaku and said that they the store was having financial problems. And although Kotaku said that actually no, this is a this is like a you know they spoke to Gog and they said no, this is like a restructuring and we're getting new staff members. However. This, yeah, you know, this the other source said no. The company's in dire straits, and they were hit mm-hmm. um, by about ten percent of the workforce. And this is similar to what we were told as well that it was about yeah. that sort of number, and mm-hmm. that these members were being put on like gardening leave. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Kotaku went on to say that their source argued that this is because of the higher developer shares stuff that's going on, like with Epic and everything, and oh, yeah. that store this was like really damaging for them um, because they can't compete in like the same way. And also, apparently, Gwent. Which was the CD Projekt Red game didn't do mm-hmm. very well either. You know, it's all like under the same like yeah, yeah. company and everything. So yeah, it's um, I mean, this is a, a massive shame. Obviously, you have got more you have more work, uh, job loss, which is not good. But um, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's as you know, yeah, we've talked about the sort of it getting a bit more competitive in terms of um, sort of where you can buy your games for your PC or whatever. Um, and I guess it's it's a shame. Obviously, it's a shame people losing their jobs. But if it would be a shame if sort of Gog's presence was to shrink. Um, I I I find it odd considering that obviously they you know there are there are I think they owned by CD Projekt Red. Is that right? Yeah. Um, you would think they would have enough money kicking around. Given that Witcher Three happened, but then yeah, yeah I mean if, it's if not about that. I mean I, well, I, I, every arm would department and you know like sub sort of company of a business and they they've got their own like you know profit and revenue sort of margins True, and, yeah, and, it's and not targets like they just share and if this thing is pool of if cash, thing, yeah. Yeah, we can make this leaner and more profitable this part of the business by reducing the workforce or getting new people in or changing our business model then they're gonna do yeah, mm. it doesn't matter what other parts of the business are making in terms yeah. of in terms of money but i mean i don't yeah, yeah. use gog but is, is gog's like big usp the fact it's drm free is that drm big? free yeah and it's a shame if that's not panning out for them because I do, <laughs> I do really appreciate that they have this this you know this stance they hate putting like anti piracy stuff um, in everything they sell. Um, 
but then maybe you know maybe developers look at that as a bit of a fucking liability as well like maybe well why would i put yeah why would i put my stuff on there i mean if, anyway, let's have a let's have a look i've not been on it for a while obviously as the name suggests like it started out it was just like re-releases of old games and they were like but they you know they would actually do some work on them to make sure they ran on like modern hardware or yeah. you know latest version of windows or whatever there's actually a correction um, on this page that actually relates to the thing you just said it says a previous mm-hmm. version of this article stated that gog was actually owned by the witcher 3 developer cg project red it is in mm-hmm. fact owned by the publisher parent company cd project so yeah, it's okay. CG projects, right it? yeah so okay, yeah, right. yeah. It's, it's not in the developer i mean um I, I, we've all, obviously this whole Epic Store, Epic Game Store thing we've seen tons of in the news recently, and the big part of the conversation was, oh, well, how's it going to affect Steam? How's it going to affect Steam? Uh, mm-hmm. But actually, it, I guess now we're we're starting to see it affecting the smaller, the smaller sort of people within within that circle of sort of online game retailers of di- yeah. digital games. Actually, it's going to affect it's going to affect smaller ones who can't make changes to their revenue model. Like Steam could tomorrow, and sure, it will make less money. But it's not going to go away, Steam, um, and they could make changes and they'll be fine. Uh, the, mm. These guys, another smaller sort of, I guess, humble store is another one potentially. You know, they can't make yeah, yeah, yeah. they can't make big changes to their revenue models without substantially changing their business. And maybe, maybe this, um, maybe these guys laying off people or restructuring is because they want to be more competitive. Maybe they will do a revenue change, a bit like Epic Epic Game Store. But this is the first time we've really seen. I, I guess the, the ripples come from from Epic Game Store and and what it's doing and actually affecting mm. the wider industry. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. I mean, looking at the at the store now, like it hasn't got many like big name games on it that I recognise. So I assume they don't get anything from the big publishers or whatever. Which again, it, it, I assume is because of the DRM free thing. Um. So yeah, strange. But yeah, it's a shame people yeah. getting laid again, off. Obviously, I've, I've, I've never once used it or, or or been. I mean, have you got much of a GOG library, uh, Sean? Have you used I it? Much? No, I literally I used it a bit. Um, as I say, back in the day when it was like, oh, I could get a copy of MDK that actually runs on Windows 10 or whatever. Um, and then yeah, that was pretty much it. I think I think I've got like Planescape Torment on there and a few other things. But, but yeah, basically just the old stuff like when they first launched. Um, I've yeah, because it was really a bit of a naughty, wasn't to... it? Like DRM yeah. Um, um, I've not really felt the need to use it for modern stuff. So yeah, shame. Yeah. Mm. I, I wonder who else we're seeing. I mean, Humble Bundles another smaller one. Like, I mean, well, how many other sort of smaller digital sort of online games retailers are there? Like, there's GOG. I mean, there's there's, there's, there's itch.eo. Oh, which yeah. I always thought was just meant to be called itch.io, but apparently itch.io, it's itch.io. Yeah. Oh, really? um, but that's, I mean, that really sp- like specializes in indie stuff and yeah, seems that's to do all right out of it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure there have been so, others yeah. as well. I mean, I'm, I think I remember seeing one that had been shut was like shutting down as well, like a couple of weeks ago. But it's oh, actually, yeah, that, 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 that was the Razor Game Store. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, uh, again, I mean, know that I was a thing that either, but um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I guess this does show that developers are, or maybe this shows that developers are starting to move their games over if they can get suddenly like a, a big old revenue change and different split over yeah. Epic. Yeah, I mean, I it would be very interesting. I mean, with the GOG stuff, though, I mean, I'm presumably, if you, I mean, because it's all DRM free, if you've bought it, it'll just work, won't it? Like, it doesn't matter yeah. if the store is gone. Whereas, yeah, that's true. You can just download all your stuff and then you've got it. Yeah, forever. I'm just thinking Whereas, like some of those other stores where they have got DRM and stuff like that. That's going to be annoying, isn't it? If yep. they close them <laughs> down and you can't use them anymore, yep, that'd be uh, be terrible. Yeah. 
Okay, uh, next story we've got is actually, I mean, it's about Apex, and it's also about Fortnite. And, I mean, Apex has just hit 50 million, hasn't it? Like on like yeah. 50 million players, which is yeah, crazy. very impressive. And Fortnite seemed to be quite interested in, well, Epic seems to be quite interested in taking aspects of Apex Legends that have proven to be popular. So, so far, they've grabbed a bunch of stuff that's now in the start of Season 8 of Fortnite. So they've taken the ping system. And so this is, you know, where you can, like, place markers and stuff like that, you know, to see, you know, where where things are. And, you know, you can double tap for enemies and all that kind of stuff and ping, like, weapons. Um, but they're also... It seems that, although this isn't confirmed yet, that they're taking the ability to respawn uh, dead teammates as well. And this is going to be... They're going to have these, like, second-chance buses, like, uh, apparently been observed by some people. I'm not entirely sure how, but that's mm. happened. So, I mean, it seems... Yeah, I mean, I mean, Fortnite is like a game that's sort of evolved out of ripping off other games anyway isn't it really i mean it's you know it's like it was a pubg ripoff to begin with and then <clears> you know i know that i know they've like developed their own sort of stuff as well but it it always has felt a bit like it's sort of an amalgamation of like loads of different things and so is this really yeah. surprising because it wasn't i mean yeah like easy to forget fortnite was not a battle royale game to begin with yeah <laughs> um, and they just sort of added that as an extra mode and then that that took off um i mean equally you know apex owes a lot to yeah. Fortnite and PUBG and everything, um, yeah, I don't know. It is a bit weird to just so brazenly take a me- like a mechanic that everyone's really enjoying in your competitor and then put it in your own game. But but also, if you start getting into, you know, if people start getting legal about game mechanics, then that's the death of innovation, isn't it? Well, like- that's it. I mean, and and, and Fortnite and and um, yeah, Blue. Is it Blue Hole? They, Blue they, Hole tried, yeah. they tried to do it anyway, and that thing fell apart because you. Well, they did, yeah. They had like you can't have like a frying pan and stuff like that, you know, because we've got one and all that kind of stuff that they did before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not surprising. I mean, like, the, the ping system in Fortnite it doesn't call things out. I don't think it doesn't doesn't have like an audio like reading about what's been pinged, but it shows on the map, and I think it might have like okay. a text sort of output about, about what's been pinged. But yeah, right. and but and the, the respawn thing that's been rumored previously, but um. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I'm not surprised anymore. I mean, they're all going to copy from each other, aren't they? Yeah, um, much. but obviously Apex are doing incredibly well. Fifty million. It's 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 insane how much that's picking up. And like, obviously now everyone's waiting for the battle pass, which is due to arrive in March. Mm-hmm. Uh, so EA can be making absolute bank. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just glad that Respawn have finally got a hit. After yeah, <laughs> like two brilliant Titanfall games that just for some reason never really connected in the way they should have. And uh, yeah. Do you think? Do you think part of that? I mean, I think part of that with the original Titanfall was that it was on Xbox. You know, it was on Xbox One only, yeah. wasn't it? And yeah, that definitely didn't help. Yeah. Which didn't help, and also it was at the beginning of the cycle as well, wasn't it? So yeah. fewer players, all that kind of thing. And um, but I don't know about Titanfall too, because that was legit brilliant. And um, yeah. yeah, it's just odd that it never really caught fire. But but no, no, because yeah. Titanfall two got released in between Battlefield and the new COD, the Call of Duty at the time. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the release. Yeah. Timing was but, but then at shocking, that time, it was like, well, why the hell did EA throw this thing out to die? And everyone's like, it doesn't make sense. But then in the last two or three weeks, I think there's been an interview with Vince and Pella, and I think they basically said, no, it's our decision. We're more in control of this than people realise. So it wasn't necessarily an EA thing throwing it out to die in between, what, next to one of the rather massive shooters and just before or after Call of Duty arriving. But yeah, it's a shame. But yeah, yeah I mean, you're totally right. People just forget this is an EA thing and just like oh it's a respawn thing and everyone sort of 
dead proud of them because they've deserved it after yeah. their other games sort of not doing not not reaching the critical mass like in the way they deserve so yeah mm. I, i'm still good i only play one night on this game but i've been too busy and other things are happening but yeah yeah i've, I've still not been back I, I really should but yeah i do really yeah. want to but just other things but uh yeah, yeah. amazing 50 million and uh I'm not surprised Fortnite's taking things. I think they're all going to... Apart from PUBG, which probably won't make any changes at all. <laughs> no, well, that's... Uh, yeah, that still feels like it did when I first played it. It's hardly changed. It's... Uh, yeah, that's good. Okay, uh, next story. I mean, we had the Pokemon Direct. Um, this. I mean, I'm, I don't think we've really got a huge amount to say about this. Did it, Did you all see it? I, watched I, mean, it, I didn't yeah. watch it, but I've heard enough about it since. Yeah. I mean, it's only, it's only okay. eight minutes. I, I, I watched it, yeah. Um I mean, it's the first mainline Switch-like game. It's I mean, it's Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield, and they're later, yeah, later this year, I guess. And I mean, I thought it it looked nice, fully three D, you know, new areas, trainers, the whole thing, mm. and uh, yeah, it's got like uh, you know different sort of areas of countryside and all that kind of stuff. And it is sort of set in the UK, is that? Well, well, they're right. pretty only saying that because because the map sort of looks like an upside down Great Britain, and they're right. like, "Oh, it's snowy in the north and not in the south," and that that's yeah. where the UK things come from. Okay, um, but now obviously people jumps on it, and uh, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, the, 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 there was there, there were new sort of there's a new tree of starters, isn't there? Like grass type yeah. grow, grass type Grookey, fire type score bunny, and water type sobble. Um, yeah, yeah. But it's. <laughs> It's. I mean, it's another one of those. It's one of those things where it's like you're looking at this and you're thinking they haven't evolved this much, have they? But then somebody will be able to say, yeah, they have in like a number of different ways or whatever. But yeah, it's like kinda, if you're really into it, then like yeah. you know, even slight changes are like, oh fuck, that's really fascinating. But yeah, well, yeah. like with Smash Brothers, you know, I yeah. mean, fortunately we didn't get like a 25 minute with this about how they change <laughs> stuff, you know, which wouldn't be good. But yeah. I know it's. I mean, it's one of those series, isn't it? Which it doesn't really. You don't ever really see like massive like leaps in like what they're going to do with it, and it's kind of what the trailer was exactly what I was expecting it to be, and yeah. it looks nice. It looks absolutely fine, but yeah, yeah, it, it, sell it's, millions. It's sort of like let's go, but they're, they're a bit more. Yeah, they're, they're, there's a very slight change. I've seen sort of comparisons between you know a like uh, side by side pictures of this and let's go, and it's a li- it's a little bit more cartoony. Um, yeah, it, it looks fine. I mean, I, I, I was sort of psyched and I was heavily addicted to Pokemon Go and then I was psyched for Let's Go, but I didn't really play it that much in all one state. I didn't really have... I just I couldn't be bothered. Mm. Uh, and I don't, <laughs> know, I I don't know honestly it. if this is actually going to do... I don't think this is going to change change me. And I don't play Pokemon Go anymore either. Uh, yeah. But who knows? I mean, I've never played a Pokemon game before. Maybe if people like this is actually one that you can start and actually enjoy, then maybe. But right now, yeah, it doesn't hasn't done much for me, I'm afraid. Yeah, I mean, one, I of, the, mean, it's... one of the go on, sorry, sorry, Sean. I was going to say one of one of the big changes of this is that they've it still has the sort of like battling Pokemon rather than like you know the Let's Go style thing of like just catching them like on the mm-hmm. on the field, which is it's odd that they've gone back to that again because I thought the other system people really seem to like a lot, but mm. yeah, odd. Yeah, no, I was, I was just going to say it doesn't seem to do anything to entice me, but then I'm thirty three years old. I'm not the target audience, am I? So true. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, okay. like, I think some people were sort of hoping for like a Breath of the Wild style, like redefining yeah, like a proper what Pokemon is sort of. in 2019. Yeah. But yeah. also, they don't need to. Just one that's similar to the others yeah. is on Switch. It's going to sell crazy. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a quick one. I mean, okay, so Respawn Star Wars game is is coming, and there's going it's going to be uh, 
well, more details about it can be revealed uh, next month at the um, it's the Star Wars celebration. They're going to have like a panel discussion, okay. but then it also turns out that Chris Avalon has been working on it, and he's yeah. he spent like eleven months working on it, like working on like uh, like story work, you know, character stuff and all that kind of thing, and like cinematic scripts. So that's good. I mean, that's a really good thing because he worked on like Kotor two as well, which was which was brilliant. So yeah, yeah, he's yeah he's worked on a lot of good stuff. So yeah. Um... Very excited. I'm enjoying the fact that he seems to just have this position now where he just sort of flies around the world helping out other games. Because <laughs> yeah. um, he, what's the other one he's working on? Um, the zombies with the parkour one. I always forget the name. Dying Light? Dying Light. He's working. He's worked on Dying Light too, hasn't he? Because he, he uh, talked about it at E3. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it turns out he's worked on this for 11 months and he's doing some other stuff. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of this. It's nice because he's. This has definitely like piqued my interest more in this. Actually, knowing that it looks yeah. like it's going to have like solid like story stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's been yeah, because there's a lot of problems with Battlefront Two story, and I was actually quite excited in the, in the lead up with like the, with the female leads and all the story trailers I had. It's like actually, this could be mm. quite big and quite good. And then uh, obviously the, the game sort of got like consumed by all the loot box stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I'll be yeah. I'll be well up. I mean, it's a respawn Star Wars game. If it's got a banging single player as well, I'll be really excited for that. But yeah, it's out. Can't wait to see it again announced next month. Yeah, man. Okay, uh, another quick one we got is that Resident Evil HD Zero and Four are coming to the Switch. Uh, that's good because they're they're all uh, they're all very good games. Mm. Um, they're coming in May, and uh, they're going to be thirty pounds each. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, I mean. I know Resident Evil 4 is arguably still one of the best games ever made, but I mean that's a bit much, isn't it? What did they charge? Because when it came, you know, it's been re-released on like everything else yeah. already, and it hasn't I mean, been thirty quid, has it? Resident Evil 4 at the moment is sixteen pounds on PS4 and Xbox right. One. Okay. So, and you can get obviously regularly get them in sales as well. For and like, you can get a free, you can get all three as a as a travel pack on Xbox One, currently for forty quid, and <laughs> to buy all three on Switch would be ninety quid. Well, it's not. It's indefensible, really, isn't it? It's a bit I mean, fucking I, mercenary, isn't it? Yeah, I mean they've got also because you know there's the Phoenix Wright um, trilogy are coming out again. Oh yeah. Uh, also in I think it's in April, mm-hmm. and I'm just curious at what they're going to charge for those because I mean they're they're originally Game Boy Advance games, and yeah. if, if they, I mean <laughs> I know they've been like upres to like HD and all that kind of thing, but yeah. if uh, yeah, I mean you could buy them on mobile for like really cheap, but if they're going to be like. 30 quid or whatever, I will say probably not. I mean, yeah. they're definitely going to be 25 to 30 quid. Yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt. Mm. Yeah, but not each. <laughs> that would be like... <laughs> be I, insane, wouldn't, but... I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not surprised by this at all. I mean, it's just how how these games are <laughs> on Switch, sadly. Yeah, and it's just them uh, either knowing that they can get away with it or just seeing if they can... Um, I think this is a case of seeing if they can. Yeah, I, I just can't see that anyone's going to buy them for that amount. I mean, you would just, hope not. It's crazy. Well, no, 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 but people listen- will though, because they're like, "Oh, Resi Two, what Resi? Uh, sorry, Resi Four on the move. Like, people will buy them. Sure, thirty quid though. <laughs> people are going to do it. Like, I mean, I, yeah. I don't think they pluck these things out of their ass. I'm sure they do. They've done some sort of like. They've probably done surveys or like try to work out other games in a similar bracket and what that would mean and is twenty nine ninety nine is that enough for like impulse buy territory? I mean, they've obviously done their work. It just is shocking for us thinking, well, hang on, compared on other consoles, I get a super way cheaper, but I can't play them on the move, I guess. I mean, 
it's it's ridiculous, but I'm sure they've done their homework. But I mean, I, I mean, how or, I mean, how often or does it happen at all where games will come out for a certain price and then they have like a they have a proper price reduction, not just an offer, like a permanent discount? Yeah, like do that? Does that ever happen? I don't know. I don't think it does. Not that I, not not that I can think so of. If that, yeah. if that doesn't happen, this is going to be the price. I don't think they're going to say, "Oh, you know what? Wasn't quite working at that. Let's knock a tenner off." I mean, it'd be amazing. And if it really does backfire, they're obviously going to have to act because they want sales. But yeah, yeah the chances of them switching it, you... or sorry, the chances of them reducing the price permanently is very low. I think. Yeah, and like I feel like digital storefronts seem to have a different excuse for a sale every other week. Yeah, I mean they're yeah, having so... more time now, aren't they? Yeah, so maybe, yeah, from the publisher's point of view, it's like, well, why would we do a permanent discount when actually, like, you know, we can discount it every three weeks and then it's like, hey, look, we're part of this sale. That's like, you know, it's like a newsworthy thing. Um, That that was, saying that though, that was weird because Sony did that with Spider-Man recently, didn't they? Like they permanently, yeah, they permanently reduced the price of it. Okay. I've never, like you said, I've never really heard of any like companies like doing that before. Yeah. It was a bit odd, but especially seeing as that was like super successful and everything, it's just a bit strange. But mm. uh, yeah, so I've never much. played Zero. I played obviously. I didn't play the. F- I've also played Resi Four, uh, which is amazing. I played the original Resi t- Resident Evil. I didn't play the remake. But what's Resident Evil Zero like? It's good. It's is not as good as the. the train? I mean, or I... It's the one. Well, yeah, it starts on a train. It's the one that introduced the idea of like how you could like drop items like anywhere as well and right. then I like, go and pick them up you didn't have to use like the you know the chest and all that kind of thing I think because it was the first one you know when they did that deal with with um, with Nintendo for the GameCube oh, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, where they released like all the exclusive games and I think Zero was the first one it was either no I think that was the first new one but I think the the HD remake came out first and then Zero came out I think and uh, yeah, it was it was like used the same graphical style and that kind of thing, and it looked fantastic at the time. And I mean, it's believed to be I think one of the weaker games in the series, but it's still very good. It's yeah, I still I enjoyed it. Mm. Also, like I, d- I don't think regular non you know non like I'm gonna say hardcore gamers. I don't think people are bothered. <laughs> I think like thirty quid for Resident Resident Evil Four on Switch. I'll get that. I don't think they're bothered. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah. Unless they're like um, a bit I more mean, savvy, like, okay, I'll look in CX, or maybe I've got other consoles, or I'm just familiar with the franchise. I think most people are like Resident Evil Four on playing in ha- handheld wherever I want. I'll get that thirty quid. That's 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 not forty or fifty like a regular game. That's only thirty. I think that's what. Yeah, it also depends like when, what. It depends like what when, version it is sorry. as well. Like yeah, you know, because Resident Evil Four has been like hacked around and changed loads, doesn't it? By different you know yeah. coming out on different platforms, and there's better what you know good ones and bad ones. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, it's like, we, you know, we all, whenever like a, a game has really sort of invasive microtransactions or whatever, I, mean, I suppose it's been a while since we've had really bad ones, but, you know, we all like, this is ridiculous. Who's actually like paying for this stuff? Actually, some people must be or else they wouldn't keep doing it. But then obviously we have now seen that like with the loot box stuff, like people have sort of overstepped the mark and it has blown up in their face. But yeah, people do pay this stuff, I guess. I mean, if you're listening to this, vote with your wallet please like gamers are very bad at that i think <laughs> um, like so many people like try and be principled about these things and then don't and then it's like ah but i want the game though exactly yeah. for it. so that is what yeah. is going to happen with me with phoenix right <laughs> yeah <laughs> even though i've played those games so many times it's uh it's a form of comfort gaming for me that that series so mm. it's uh yeah i probably will play it again it's terrible cool. i'm part of the problem it's yep. not good Okay, uh, next one is another quick one because it's not—it's really not fully formed at all. I mean, it's 
Forza Street. Um, this was a rumor that Matt sent me. Um, so it's not a press <laughs> release, so it's fine. Um, but this is, I mean, there's rumors that a UK-based studio called Electric Square has been working on a Forza mobile game uh, for iOS, Android, and Windows 10. And because there's, there's not going to be a Forza game this year, is there? Apparently, like, is there not? I suppose yeah. There's nothing. I mean, yeah. yeah the the next nothing, one. Nothing on I mean, slate, if, if they go like, you know, it's either Forza Motorsport or Forza Rise, and the next one we're June, it's Forza Motorsport. I would imagine yeah. they'll save that and have that as a launch title for the new Xbox, which is what they typically do anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's also right. always been rumours there's going to be a third game as well, like a third game in the sort of in the series, and so this could have been that. Although this might all be a misunderstanding, because apparently people some did some digging and Electric Square worked on another game called Miami Street that was right. launched last year for Windows 10. And so nothing's been confirmed with this yet at all. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, thoughts are on mobile? Does anyone, do people I care? I mean, I just hope, if, if it is real and it is on mobile, I just hope it isn't one of those ones where you just do the gears and that's it. Because <laughs> I've, I've never understood why that's a thing. Um like real racing one, two, and three. Three got a bit weird with the the microtransactions, but um, like one and two are like good racing games. Yeah, and they I love the real mobile. racing series before it went yeah, yeah, yeah. shit. Yeah, so it can be done. Um, so I don't know, maybe. But yeah, yeah. I, I I played. I tried play like one of the new like CSR racing games, and that is basically yeah, yeah. like okay, you need your race, but you need to upgrade this. Come back in twelve hours, oh, or yeah. pay. Some stuff. I mean, I I don't think they would do that to the Forza series, but also, I who knows? Not. I mean, yeah. they also like money, don't they? So <laughs> they, pro- they probably would. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But yeah, um, I mean, they've obviously reached out for comment, and uh, I, I guess we'll see. I mean, I, I, I Forza game on mobile doesn't exactly excite me, in all honesty. But yeah. who knows? Who knows? Mm. Okay, uh, the last one. Now, okay, do we want to hear about Destiny Two? Yeah. Or not? Because no, they've got, I've got some details here. Because they've is got this the press release or is this? This is the season of the drifters. Uh, like you know what they're going to be doing with that. I mean, what do you think? <laughs> I mean, are you interested in this? Anybody? I mean, I am. Uh huh. I-, I watched the trailer and it looked great. I'm just going to say whether this has come from a press release or not. I don't know. It's like. It's not. It's not really. I wouldn't really say it's a press release. I mean, it's, it is detailing, obviously, what there is. But I mean, the reason I chose this, Matt, was because you know Sean is obviously a big fan of Destiny, and I, I really, I'm liking it a lot as well now. And you know, I just thought he might have some interesting insights to have rather than you know me just uh, sort of just reading it as a press release. <laughs> you know, he might be able to give some comment. I mean, Sean, how do you feel about this? Um, this they've got this Gambit Prime. So thing going yeah, here. so I, I'm buzzing because i think i said last week that so this is all focused on my favorite game mode which is gambit which is this um really fascinating sort of combined um sort of pve and pvp mode where um so you've got two teams and you're each in your own like area and you're fighting enemies and they drop items which you then dunk in this big tank um which then sends enemies over to the other team that they have to kill um and it's just this really like brilliant like race um in that yeah you're sort of you know you're trying to kill enemies as quickly as you can grab all these items dunk them in the, the tank and then try and fuck over the other team but also once you've like you know um banked a certain amount you can then like a portal opens up and you can actually go through to the other side and invade the other team and kill them and and screw them over that way as well um so basically yeah this this gambit prime just seems to push further into that they've like added this new thing where there's different armor sets where 
they'd sort of realized that people were falling into different roles um, mm-hmm. while playing Gambit. So some people were just running around killing everything. Some people were specializing in invading the other team. Some were specializing in just gathering the items and, and banking them um, and, you know, etc. cetera. Um, so now you can get all these different armor types with like different, they have like these di- di- like glowy bits on them that sort of basically say, like, right, this is the role I'm going to be performing. I don't really know how well that's going to work because they, you know, they even joke about like, oh yeah, because you could join a game and it turns out like everyone's an invader, and you're like, yeah, but that would be shit because yeah. you. Be- <laughs> so you'd all be like, well, I want to do the invading. Well, I want to do the invade. Well, I want to do, you know. So don't really know how that's going to work, but. Um, yeah, basically, they they just seem to be fleshing out the Gambit stuff a lot more. There's been some upset from um, like the PvP community because they feel like like because Gambit isn't really like a, a PvP mode. Like you have these moments where you you know you invade the other team and it's very exciting, um, but it's not you know it's not like a proper like like an actual crucible match or whatever. Um, it's mostly like a co-op thing, isn't it? From what I can what yeah, I can basically gather yeah. from it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so the PvP community are very upset now because the they we used to have the Trials of the Nine, which was like that was the proper hardcore PvP mode. That mm-hmm. went away when Forsaken came out. Um and this is now the second of this, you know, this year's sort of mini expansions and there's just they've not added any PvP stuff. Um so I can I can kind of understand why that's a bit shit. Um, but it's my favourite game mode, so I'm quite happy. Yeah, I mean, most of the stuff that's here on this list is stuff that I'd be more interested in because yeah. I mean, they got like they got like new quests as well. There's this like reclaimed mm. thorn, you know, one and Although, yeah, yeah, have, yeah. You, have you got the annual pass, Sean? I have, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, some of this stuff I'll be locked out from because they've yeah. also got this other one where you have to choose a side as well between like Vanguard and the Drifter and then like do missions and stuff which sounds interesting. Oh I, did, I, I missed that. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, it's uh, they got that and then also like there's going to be a new quest from Zer as well and uh, they got they have got this um like this whole thing like this apparently it's going to be 9 weeks where you're going to learn about the nine is is the thing. Is uh, the other thing going to take place. So. Yeah, they, they showed a bit of like the few cutscenes and stuff, which has interesting lore implications if you're into that sort of thing, which I sort of am. Um, basically, like for some reason, my Instagram search page these days seems to be like 80% Destiny memes. Um, mm. So I pick up on a lot of like um, stuff through that. Um, like I don't actually sit and read through um, like the what are they called the you get those like cards not grimoire cards grimoire, they changed yeah. <laughs> well they renamed it for this and they're, they're not like you don't have to go on a separate website to read them anymore but um yeah i don't tend to bother with that stuff i just pick on bits um through the internet but yeah interesting stuff see i still don't know the story that well despite having to put quite a lot of hours into it now and it's like i yeah. keep meaning to watch one of those like Destiny in ten minute videos, you know, that just like <laughs> that explains I mean, what's going on. The story's still not yeah. good. You know, it's not like it's not really worth getting into, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um like I, I there are characters I like, but I don't really like the, the the Dreaming City stuff is really fascinating. Um in that it's this um like it's part of the story that it's like it's on a three week cycle, so every week it goes like week one, week two, then week three, and then it resets. And yeah. but everyone in the world is aware of that, 
but they can't but like every time every every three weeks they're compelled to do the same things over and over but they can so like you'll be doing a quest and like you know there's like one person that you like she's been injured and you have to like rescue her and like literally like whenever when we go to do the mission now she's just like well this is still really embarrassing isn't it like (laughs) (laughs) um so that's been really cool but like yeah story-wise overall i can take it or leave it i like asher i think it's yeah 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 Yeah, he's good is that is that that you named your son after no no (laughs) (laughs) but no okay well that that's it that's the end of the news for this week right what have we been playing i'm gonna go first i mean i don't think any of us have got much to talk about have we it's a bit of a not so much bit, this week now. Bit of a lean week. Um but yeah, um I've been playing Destiny 2, been doing more of the uh Forge stuff. Um they've to get everyone excited about the next season, which we just talked about, um they've been giving out like triple the amount of um renown for doing gambit matches. Um so I've been trying to max out my rank on that because you can basically can reset your rank, you can prestige it and, and get stuff for doing that. Um, so that's been good um, I've also been playing managed to get a sneaky early copy of Salt Android Cactus Plus on the Switch um, this is a game I've been a fan of for a long time yeah, I've heard I first about this for ages yeah, so when you had your list I'm like what version is this I can... yeah. <laughs> um, so I first played this at EGX like years and years and years ago um, like when it was I think it was yeah it was when it was still in London um oh, well, it now is again but you know when it used to be um and yeah like it's probably my favorite twin stick shooter ever um wow. like, i mean I know, like more than geometry wars yeah like wow. i know like yeah it's like geometry wars and i know like you know all the house mark stuff um yeah, superstars like, HD and stuff yeah like you know gets gets talked about a lot like for me it's absolutely up there with those like it's it's such a good game it's just i don't know it's just so many tiny things about the way it feels and the the feed you know audio and visual feedback um like it's there are bits where you're dodging a lot of bullets but it's never like full-on like bullet hell territory it's like it's it's always manageable like for someone like me who sort of quite enjoys these games but isn't like obsessive about it um i just yeah like you know as you work through the levels in the campaign there's like loads of sort of interesting little um you know like obviously a lot of levels are just like here is a slightly different layout and enemies just sort of spawn in and you and you know kill them over and over but then there are there are some where like you know you're on like um uh you're on like a freight train um, and it's like flying around and then every so often these like lasers sort of sweep across so you're constantly figuring out like how and where to find cover based on like which of these like shipping crates are left and they're all sliding around and getting destroyed and stuff stuff like that is um constantly throws at you there's like um it has this really nice approach to um death in that you can because you're an android you can die as many times as you want during a level but you're always running on a battery and you only get new batteries by like killing like a certain amount of enemies so so when you die you sort of you collapse and then you have to like mash the fire button to get back up again so it's just about the time that it costs you to do that um so it's just yeah it's just this really cool thing of like you know so yeah like you can die and it is annoying but it's not the end of the world and it just gives you two seconds you're like right quick breather okay like you know respawn jump back in and then like 
yeah, and then just sort of racing your way towards getting the next battery. Um, it looks. I, I'm just looking at pictures now. So it's like a sort of isometric, sort of yeah, it's sort down-ish. of yeah, top it down, looks- but at a sort of an angle. Yeah, um, it looks really different to any other uh, like twin stick shoe I've seen. It looks great actually. Yeah. So what what was this released on before? I mean, it's been out on pretty much everything. Um, so um, yeah, so PS4, Xbox One, PC, and. Maybe that's it. I know there was a Vita version planned, um, which I like was always looking forward to, and I think I don't think that ended up happening. Um, so obviously now that it's on the Switch, like it's absolutely perfect. Like it's such a good game for. I mean, you know, we always say this: it is perfect on the Switch, just because. Like, yeah, you could, you know, you can sit and do the campaign in a couple of hours, but it's just really fun to just jump in. There's like, um, there's like a daily challenge mode. Um, so every day it generates like a. Um, like a, a sort of, I was going to say, it's not a series of levels. It's like one arena, but it like constantly shifts and changes around and there's like waves and waves of enemies coming at you. Um, so every day you can like try that and obviously try and get the best score you can, but you only get one go at it and then that's it. Um, the soundtrack's amazing. Like <laughs> there's like, yeah, See, go on, sorry. This looks great. This looks great. And it, I don't know why, hmm. but for some reason I thought this was just like a mobile game. I don't know why I thought this was a mobile game. It just, to me, it just sounds like one. It's the Android, isn't it? It's, it's the reason. But it's just no. This looks great. Yeah, it's, it's proper good. There's all so there's different Androids to choose from, which have different um, weapon loadouts, um, and some of them like they range from like oh you know so Cactus the main character has um, a machine gun, and then a secondary is a flamethrower. Um, the secondary weapons have like really limited use you like you press the left trigger and they sort of swap like swap guns and then you get like a really you know like two or three second burst of um whatever the special weapon is and then you swap back to the main one um and then that sort of takes time to recharge it's all about you know sort of using that well um but then you know and then it goes from that to like one's got a shotgun and then another one's got a laser um but then there's like um there's one character called peanut who has so she like sprays lava everywhere and then her special is like she just has this drill so you can do like you know you sort of like sprinting around sort of spraying lava at everything and then if like a big enemy appears you get the drill out and it just like flies towards them it's all just about like making sure you like you can pin them against walls and do shit loads of damage and that's awesome. like properly satisfying to do there's there's one character where um like rather than so using the right stick rather than like aiming a gun you're like flying this little like helicopter drone around and that like the rotor blades on that like cut through enemies um so yeah there's like re- like really like decent variation between the characters is this um, four player co-op or just single player it is yeah um so in, is i that think online as well or just i just didn't... don't know if it's online i don't think it is no um which is a shame but um yeah so they've added like an like an auto aim in this, which I was sort of partly done done as an accessibility thing, so you can play it with one stick if you want, but also it means you can just play it with like a single Joy-Con as well. Um, I have I've tried that a bit. I it's really useful for like bosses because there's basically only one thing you're shooting at, um, so you can pretty much just leave like just not even touch the right stick and just like focus on your positioning and stuff. Um, I'd, yeah, I don't know how I'd feel about using that for like a normal level, but um, yeah, I don't know. Um, the, the the scoring uh, chain mechanic is really simple, but works really well. It's just basically every time you kill an enemy, it increases your chain by one, and then there is like a set time window before it runs out. So you just got to make sure you keep killing things. Um, but then as 
you know, like as le- as a, like a level progresses, there'll be loads of tiny enemies that are really easy to kill, but then occasionally a really big one. So you sort of you got to alternate between like doing a bit of damage to the big one, then killing some small ones, then the big one again. Or if you've got your special weapon, you can usually like do them in one go. But again, it's just this constant like you know second by second like making these little decisions about how to keep that chain going. And that's that's really good fun. Um, like going back through the old levels and trying to like if you can like get like a perfect chain. Um, They've added. I've not because uh, I've not beaten the campaign yet. So the reason this is Assault Android Cactus Plus um, is they've added. Apparently, there's like a sort of a remixed campaign mode after you finish the main campaign, where it's like similar levels but with like weird changes to them. So I'm really excited to see what that involves. Um, I just is yeah, that the only major difference? Is that the only major thing they've added to this version of the game? Far as I'm aware, yeah. Um, but I mean, I, that's enough for me um <laughs> like if you haven't played this before like it's it's fucking great it's so good um and like i'm really excited for more people getting into it and like you know comparing scores and stuff as well um it's also yeah. on sale on switch at the moment i should look oh is it how much is it it's 13 quid that yeah i mean that that is a bargain um i i really love it um so yeah that's it. That's all I've been playing this week. Um, I'm probably... Oh, yeah, so... I mean, it'll be too late by the time you hear this, but I'm going to stream this on Tuesday as well. Um, oh, no, oh, awesome. Okay. So, yeah. So, yeah. That's that's it for me. So, just been having um, Destiny 2 and that? Basically, yeah. It's been a bit... Well, I actually went away last weekend. It was nice, but it, meant, it means I've not really played anything, so... <laughs> I'm I sorry to get back to Destiny 2 again, but like, I, mm-hmm. I, I saw a trailer for the new stuff. Are, is the entire... Yeah. Is the entire community sort of super psyched for this new? It feels for this new like uh, season of content. It feels like they're um, haven't they also said that they're sort of changing things up? They're not going to do like huge DLC packs. They're basically doing big seasons. Yeah, so it's like because what what they did with the season of the forge was that it was like um oh it was like over a few weeks these these forges were like opening up one by one now i i missed out on all this because i wasn't a high enough um level at the time so i wasn't really paying attention but there were these weird like puzzles and stuff that like the community was all working together to solve to like unlock these forges and it like and that took place over a number of weeks um so yeah the the the, the focus now is it rather than just being like okay here is the new expansion and it is, you know, here's like some story missions and then some other stuff. It's like a, it's a bit more sort of drip fed. Um, I'm not really sure how that works or is going to work with Season of the Drifter, but we'll see. And and, and um, if you want to get into it now, they need to buy Forsaken, which is like a one-off payment, obviously, and they need to buy mm-hmm. the season pass. Is that what they're? Nah, to nah, don't worry you don't about need the, the season pass. Do you? Nah, not like. at all. Like because it's all like really high level stuff, so. Um, like so as I say, I, I missed out on the early season of the Forge stuff because when it came out, I wasn't even a high enough power level to do any of it, and I was really enjoying what you know the stuff I was still doing. So um, yeah, they're, they're like there's so much to do before you worry about the season pass stuff. Um, so yeah, so you need the base game and then you need Forsaken. But I think everyone should have the base game from PlayStation Plus anyway. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, and I think Forsaken now includes all the year one DLC, right? Doesn't it, James? Yes, you, yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. I mean, personally, I would skip it, but you've you've been enjoying it, haven't you? So yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's absolutely fine. I quite yeah. I'm enjoying it. And uh, yeah, I think, I think it's, it's always Thanks. nice when you can approach DLC like that. Like you know, when you when you're not like right, this is the new Destiny Two stuff. I'm so excited about. And like if you just treat it as part of the game that's always been there, 
it's just it's fine you know <laughs> like the, that there's you know it doesn't have that pressure on it to like be like you know effectively like a sequel or whatever like i was talking to um so andy andy hamilton's playing through hollow knight at the moment and it's really interesting so he was saying like what's the what's the dlc and what isn't and i'm like well i don't really know because <laughs> by the time we came to hollow knight like as switch owners like most of the dlc was already there and it's all just part of the game like i can't imagine it not being there like when i read that some of the dlc is like oh yeah so the the trams for example um which are like a, a sort of quite a major sort of fast travel mechanic um they just weren't in the game to begin with really yeah, yeah. Okay. so <laughs> we're like which is pretty but huge but, but like that's like a whole subquest stuff isn't it yeah like, exactly well. like yeah. <laughs> and it's but i can see like you know say if you'd played and finished hollow knight and then they're like hey look we've added this you maybe might be a bit like oh okay uh, fine i guess but just enjoyed as part of the full game. It's totally seamless and just and good, you know. So, yeah. So it's, it's been interesting hearing how James has been getting on with the, the stuff that I wasn't as impressed with in Destiny 2 because, like I say, I had, I had this this pressure on it that it was, like, the cool new stuff. And yeah, it, it's like it has to be. It has to hit. Like It has to be, like, amazing kind of Yeah, thing, exactly. Whereas you've just enjoyed it as part of the campaign and it's been yeah. fine. Um. I read, I read an interesting article. I think it was on Polygon. I think like mm. earlier this week about people that are still like playing Destiny One. Like they're still yeah. They don't they still don't want to move over to like Destiny Two because they still <laughs> feel that the original is superior. You know to this. I mean, I know, good for them, I guess. <laughs> I can see like yeah, sort of the the way a lot of the the fan base reacted to Year One of Destiny Two. I can see why that would be a thing. I would have thought the changes they've made since would have won most people over by now. Plus, surely the Destiny One's just totally run out of stuff to do. Like you think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. At this stage, but well, um, James, do you want to carry on since you were talking about Destiny? Yeah, I mean, I've played a bit more this week, but not mm. as much as I really wanted to. I started Warmind, which um, oh, yeah. is which, yeah, that seems okay. I mean, it's mm. funny because when I first tried like to tried to play it, my character was nowhere near like the right level to be able to even like mm-hmm. you know I was just getting slaughtered. Yeah, and then I spent quite a long time just doing like extra missions and stuff like that. Mm. I've now got up to I can't remember what my light level is now, but it's it's much. I mean, it's still pitiful, but it's much. Well, much crucially, it, as as has been pointed out. By listener Glacier Rays, you are high enough to do the first raid. Oh, well, so. There you go. And <laughs> so then I went, I went back into Warmind, and it was like incredible because it was just, it was just really easy. Like suddenly, <laughs> like it was just, I was just like popping heads and everything again. Mm-hmm. It was, it was great. But I really like the, um, it's, it's Mars, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I really like that environment. I think that's yeah. that's pretty cool. I mean, I also got involved in like these public events that were going on, and it was, it was insane. Oh, was like, it the the escalation protocol stuff? Yes, that's the yeah. one. Yeah, and it, that that was really fun because it yeah. was just the size of the things that are coming down yeah. <laughs> and just like how intense it starts to get. Yeah. And then I just still really love that thing of just like you know like reviving people and stuff, and mm-hmm. then they'll like you know give you like a little bow and stuff like that, yeah. and you're just like, oh, it's nice, isn't it? It does <laughs> seem to be a broadly speaking, it does seem to be a pretty nice community. Yeah, um, yeah, it's good. So it's good. I mean, I haven't played as much as I wanted, as I said, but it was, um, yeah, it's still it's still there. I mean, I must go back and completely finish Red Dead Redemption 2 because I still haven't. I need to play the, oh, the epilogue shit. of that. Yeah, I, I kind of, 
I, I finished I finished like the main stuff and then I got to the epilogue and was like, oh, uh, yeah, I will play this. And then I started playing Destiny and I kind of got sidetracked. So this week I'm thinking I need to go back and just and just get through that because it's about six hours, isn't it? I've heard the the epilogue. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. about right. Yeah. As an aside, is so, anyone asked about Red Dead Online? No. Because yeah, because I really thought I would be. And it's just not happened at all. <laughs> I know they put out a big like patch update this week, and they've changed some things. But uh, yeah. I don't see anyone talking about it, and I have no interest really. Um, yeah. See, I, I see. I've not. I haven't even bothered looking at it at all. Because mm-hmm. I, I think it's because I tried um, GTA Online once, mm-hmm. and. It seemed okay, but just not really the sort of thing I want to play. But then I always yeah. just kept on hearing all the time about like microzone transactions and stuff, mm-hmm. and just thought, uh, not really into that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, I, I uh, play yeah. GTA Online a fair bit. It, when they say here's like a new crazy season, I mean, like, and I mean, Dave, maybe did, did it, does any of you play cunning stunts of us? I didn't know. No, I, I, I mean, we, we, I mean, it might only be like a weekend's worth of play, but, but we we had a, a great time playing Cunning Stunts, where it's just basically mm-hmm. it, that was almost track mania, but in GTA with like yeah. crazy, crazy tracks and jumps across like the city and stuff. It was, it was really really good fun. I, I had an absolute mm-hmm. blast, and I think it might have come back for another one or two of those sort of packs when they release planes or something else. So, but I yeah. think there can be more variety in GTA Online, um, even if you, even if you forget all these sort of the ways that they've sort of screwed the the um the sort of the monetary system, the finances and stuff in that I mean, because yeah, they keep, keep giving away like two hundred fifty grand uh, you know, here and there and like with those shark cards if you log in again and everyone's got money and everyone's got mil- millions and millions now. So the uh yeah. All yeah, the money which is cool. that's pretty screwed. But the yeah, like when you actually try and so yeah, yeah, they'll give you a gift or whatever, or, or you know, I think they did like um, a starter pack, and it was like twenty quid, and you get like a you know three million dollars and some stuff, um, and you're like, yeah, this is pretty good, and then you're like, right, okay, I'm gonna get into it, I'm gonna actually like earn earn my way for the rest of it, and then you realise quite how miserable and slow paced that is like the missions are pretty good fun, but there's so much just like driving, oh, just deliver this over here. And and like you know, keeping all your businesses like restocked and stuff. Yeah, and every time you do anything online, suddenly there's a bounty on your head because you got a little bit of money, and it's just yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but, yeah. but and also like, the menus and like the UI stuff is pretty yes. pretty terrible. But yeah, yeah but, but when they've all these big packs and like I've got I've jumped in for a weekend and stuff, I've I've, I've mm-hmm. had a great time. But mm-hmm. I think with Red Dead Online, they're just not going to have the variety because mm-hmm. generally it's just horseback where they, they can't do crazy sort of jumps or stunts and they can't like, they can do anything and anything in GTA Online and that's sort of well it's good to go back here and there when you hear about a, a new weekend or a new pack that they've announced but for Red Dead Online I mean that feels it feels like a much more serious affair um, yeah like really because GTA like because some of the stuff that they, they ended up doing GTA Online was definitely like it was definitely pretty weird, like even by GTA standards. Like the, I think the final expansion was basically like you're a, like an evil genius with a mountain fortress, and you know, yeah, <laughs> and which is which is cool. And you know, there's like flying cars and shit. Um, so there's no reason they couldn't do similar with Red Dead. But as you say, I think it's, it feels like with Red Dead, the world takes itself that much more seriously. That just yeah, I don't know if it would work. But I mean, but then. Red Dead One, they did the zombies expansion. So, 
Yeah, which was supposed to be. But then that's that's another weird thing because I never played that mm-hmm. because I really liked the tone of the first game yes. and I just felt it would ruin it yeah, a bit. Although well, everyone almost said disrespectful, it was, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> although everyone said it was amazing, it's yeah. like I never played it because I just felt it was a bit. I don't just didn't feel right. Yeah, but so uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like DLC is the best excuse to do things like that with a, you know, an established world. Be like, well, let's you know just take it in a different direction that you never would get away with as part of the main game. But yeah, I, I t- totally know what you mean. I guess we've written it on. I guess I could do the Undead Nightmare stuff because mm-hmm. uh, I, I didn't play that for the first Red Dead, but everyone seemed to be raving about it and enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. It's, I guess it, I gather it was very good. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, obviously that is that's that's very far the opposite way, you know. That's but yeah. so I guess I could. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that in all honesty, just yeah. given the respect, reception to it being on the first game, and that mm. could be a good way to get people back in playing it. But yeah, I don't yeah. hear anyone talking about it, sharing screenshots or anything really. Yeah, just not like. If there was just a few people sharing like stories of stuff that had happened, that would be enough. Like, yeah. <laughs> that really hasn't happened, has it? Yeah, it's there's just been just not, none of that at all. Um, maybe I'll I'll have a go and see what happens because it, hopefully it'll be different. Because I know they already, you know, like they they did some like rebalancing and stuff, and they gave everyone some free money. But as as Matt says, there's there's been like a really significant patch this week. So maybe it is. is well, I think that might visiting. change the economy in the game as well. But um, yeah, no, I've no, I've yeah. no idea. I mean, again, no one's talking yeah. about it, and I've saw, I yeah. saw the, I saw the announcement of it, and the fact it was out. But mm. it was just an announcement. There was actually no one talking about it on Twitter that I saw. Yeah. But it's fine if no one's playing it because it's still an open beta. Technically, it's not yeah. actually out yet. So. so so is Fortnite apparently. So yes, <laughs> still in beta. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is like totally novel but I want to talk about it anyway so early mm-hmm. a moment ago you said about the Red Dead thing being six hours also mm-hmm. today what they've announced is six hours is the cutscenes in upcoming zombie game Days Gone and I saw loads of people being really sarky about it like oh Jesus Christ like I saw loads of <laughs> people just quote I mean I think it's a video game article but loads of people were obviously reporting on the fact that Sony mm-hmm. Bend had confirmed that the game was giving around 30 hours but then it'd be six hours of cutscenes and loads of people were quoting and saying oh Jesus or oh wow or like like what I mean what, what, why is everyone hating on it and like what, what's wrong with that exactly I think, I think everyone's yeah. hating on Days Gone in general yeah, I mean, everyone's had it for that. I guess because we've seen nothing of it other than it looks like another generic zombie game. That's the deal. I is think that's, that is largely it. I wasn't yeah. sure if I missed um, anything specific. And the, the fact that the main character is called Deacon St. John, which I thought yeah, was yeah. a bit on the nose. Um, but, um, yeah, I I don't know. Like, on the one hand, I get it because I do roll my eyes a bit when games just try really hard to be HBO TV shows. Um to me, that's just not the most interesting direction games can go in. But that doesn't mean those games shouldn't exist or that, I'd, you know, like it's still fine. Um, and like if the cutscenes are good, you know, it's, they're not doing any harm. Exactly. Um, if it's a good story. I mean, it's just people like turning their nose up and saying, oh, six hours, Jesus. Like, what? we don't know the context. We don't know... Exactly. Like, that, at the end of the day, I, I enjoyed Metal Gear Solid 4, so I can't say shit. Like, 
No, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I don't mind. I, mean, I think it's because like, if if they push along a good story or if they're enjoyable in their own right. I mean, I've had loads of games. I'm like, these cutscenes are better actually sometimes than the gameplay. And I'm like, oh god, I don't want to go back to the gameplay. And like, so people like be oh god, six hours. Like, what we don't know the context, we don't know what the game's like. It's easy to turn your nose up because it's another zombie game. Mm. Um, but uh, admittedly, maybe. We've heard very little when it's out in April. That that's concerning, sure. But I don't know. I just wondered, like, have I missed something? Like, or is people just kicking off for literally no reason? I think because people are just yeah. It's just it's because of what it is, and mm. also you know, like people get really sniffy about that kind of like sort of like you know, if a game can't sort of uh, create its world, you know, like quickly and all that, you know, without yeah. having to use cutscenes, then it's it doesn't have any value or whatever. Or it has bad, bad storytelling. Mm. But you can't know that, can you, really, until you've you can't. really played it. Mm. I, say, I, yeah, I think it is people just not liking the game to begin with, and this is just another stick to be with. I think it doesn't help that it's like to look at it. It's like, okay, so you merged The Walking Dead with Sons of Anarchy. And then to find out that it's got shitloads of cutscenes, it's like, right, someone who works there really just wishes they were making a TV show. But, yeah... I don't know. Yeah. I mean, this is a big Sony first party. I mean, yeah, and mm-hmm. it's out in April, so I'm excited to see what it is, even if, mm-hmm. like, oh, it's an open-world zombie game doesn't do anything for me. But Yeah, I mean, I, I know people who are, like, bang up for this, um, and, yeah, I, I hope they enjoy it. Um, it probably wasn't going to be something I was going to... I mean, I'm, I'm very over zombies anyway. Yeah. Um, so, like, I, I was never really into it, but, yeah, I'd be interested to see how it turns out. I was just sort of surprised at the reception, reception on Twitter, but, you know, mm. that's Twitter. That's Twitter for you, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, right, James, what else have you been playing? <laughs> well, aside from that, the other thing that I've mostly played over the weekend was Ape Out. Oh, yeah. Which is the, yeah, which is the, yeah, Devolver of the Digital uh, published uh, game, mm-hmm. which came out for Switch. And is it on other things as well? I think it's on Switch and PC. On PC. Well, basically, you... Although they haven't really said this explicitly, it appears that all Devolver stuff is just PC and Switch these days, yeah. um, is, which is interesting. But, but is is Hotline Miami going to come to the Switch? Uh, I don't think they've said it is. I mean, yeah, that, that's there's, there's money to be made there if they want it. Um, yeah. I saw a sarcastic tweet from them saying like it would never come out on the Switch because Miyamoto hated it. Really, but I don't know if I don't know if that's like true or not. But, <laughs> I mean, there's uh, definitely yeah. been like worse and like more shocking games <laughs> on the Switch. So yeah, yeah, but yeah it, it's out on this... PC and Switch right now. That's it so far. Okay, okay. I mean, it caught me unaware because I I wasn't planning to buy it at all, but then I saw sort of some videos of it and I thought that looks very interesting because it's it's kind of similar to Hot My Miami, but yeah. it's not because the levels are procedurally generated instead. And mm. so, for that reason, I mean, okay, so basically what happens is you play an ape who is escaping uh, from different places, mm-hmm. and I don't want to say too much because it will ruin, like, how the... There is a story, you know, how mm-hmm. that kind of develops. And the whole point is to get from one end of, like, a floor or a corridor or whatever to the end, you know, to then get through, like, and down to, you know, sort of the next area. So... The, because the levels are procedurally generated, the big difference with Hotline Miami is that you can't, like, you can't really strategize in the same way. Because you remember right, that yeah. it was like, you know, if you died, you could just think, okay, I'm going to do this again. I'm going to, you know, enter the room in this way, you know, and do it. Slightly yeah, because Hotline Miami, you were just bit by bit, you were just learning your like perfect run through the level, weren't you? Basically, yeah. yeah. And this is not like that at all because mm. this is 
because of the fact that this is more sort, of, it feels much more sort of freeform, mm-hmm. and that mixes with like the jazz style soundtrack as well. Oh, yeah, and, like yeah. it's just sort of chaos, like as in your. <laughs> Yeah, you're sort of one. You're getting across the level kind of as quickly as you can, creating like noise and like smashing stuff up and every, or smashing people up mostly. And it's, I mean, that's that's basically it to it. I mean, there's a rhythm to it in each level. You know, you are sort of creating your own rhythm with the violence that you're that you're sort of metting out against people. And then sometimes this leads to like sort of like a massive crescendo that you can get to. And then, but then there's also like these moments of calm as well as you like, you know, don't encounter anybody at all. And I mean, the ape like grabs or like punches uh, enemies. And what is really cool about this is that there's this sort of very small window of opportunity when somebody sees you to like, before they can shoot you because they've all got like guns usually mm-hmm. or like flamethrowers that kind of thing and there's this brief like half a second pause before they shoot you where you have to make the decision like are you going to grab them are you going to punch them are you going to run away and it's like that can really affect like how things sort of turn out i mean i found that grabbing was often more useful because then you could like grab them and then use them as projectiles which is quite you know against like other enemies or whatever <laughs> and it and it, it that what works really well about that is it does add to this feeling of rhythm, like you know, like you grab someone, smash them into somebody else, and then move on to the next person. And uh, I mean, the other thing about it is that when you fail, which you will, because it, it I mean, the the difficulty does ramp up, like to, especially towards the end. It the levels starts again like immediately. Mm-hmm. So there's this, and because each level is actually quite short, like you can do one in I don't know, probably about a minute or so. It's, you know, if you had like a perfect run, there's this real strong temptation to just think, I'm going to have another go at this mm-hmm. because it's just so like immediate and so sort of in, uh, instant. And it's just so satisfying to like grab and throw enemies and just like, yeah, <laughs> blood spatters everywhere. And like every time you hit somebody, you know, you get like, it's like the drums are playing and it's like, you know, like cymbals to like will crash and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah. And I, I know, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I mean, I, I played it almost non-stop for like long periods of time because it's uh yeah it was just really really fun so i mean so different to hotline miami in the sense that just how freeform it is mm-hmm. and also and how immediate um you know without like the sort of the strategy and i think they sort of they complement each other like very well i think with that it's great i mean matt you've played it as well haven't you yeah i've been playing it over the weekend i haven't quite finished it i've got to the outro so i'm I might only be like a couple of levels from the end but um, yeah I've also really really enjoying it I absolutely love the graphical style it, it, I mean I don't know how you, it's sort of it's hand drawn in some aspects but it's sort of like it's it's very it's very hearty I, it's, it's hard to describe the style but it's got a really really unique style considering it's uh, on first glance you might you might think yeah, I'm from screenshots potentially it's just like quite a simplistic colour palette um, not a lot going on, but it really complements the style of game and obviously the musical crashes and the way it uses music to sort of tell tell a story. You, you can basically listen to this game as someone else is playing it and like hear and basically know what's happening just from hearing the cymbal crashing and and and, mm. and, and the music happening. Um, I, I I found so it's really really immensely fun. Just as, as James said, I mean I, I I'm more of a for my tactics tend, tend to be mostly just throwing people into other services to, to kill them rather than grabbing them. At first, I was trying to grab them and use them as a shield. So when other mm. enemies come towards you, they shoot them. But that isn't how it works at all. It doesn't really matter. Doesn't if you hold, you know, which I thought it was. I thought because oh, you can do that. You can do a bit, but I've had but I've had moments where I've grabbed I've grabbed people and, and they've just shot me straight away. Or I guess maybe that was because I was maybe low on health. I think. 
Because I think it, yeah, it depends on what kind of gun they're shooting you with, and also because your your ape can only get shot like three, three times, times tops. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. you're, you're yeah, done, yeah, that, or an yeah, explosion. That, the first time you're shot, you have like a, a very, very uh, small amount of blood coming out, and it's, yeah, two more. And you, like, you can see like huge bits of blood come out on the third one, so you know I'm mm. one shot away from being killed. Uh, and, and also, as you grab various enemies, you might grab an enemy where they've got a pistol and they fire one shot towards someone else if you're facing another enemy, or you might grab uh, other enemies when they might have like a submachine gun and they're, they're constantly shooting other people, so that there's, there's loads of tactics there. It definitely ramps up difficulty-wise. Um, the first uh, the first album, uh, so there's uh, there's four albums, I think, isn't it, James? Yeah, there's four yeah, albums. So, yeah. and, and each album's basically made of like an A-side and a B-side, and, and there's generally like S7 to 8. Uh, levels within each of these albums first one I was fine second one took me ages I mean I, I died so many times uh, and that's actually where one of my small issues with the game uh, comes out I mean generally I, I love the game I think it's absolutely excellent and it's such a surprise uh, I do remember seeing this maybe it was E3 or the kind of funny game showcase or something along those lines and I was like okay this, this sounds interesting but it's, it was a surprise when this came out and suddenly all the reviews were banging on about it. But the issue I've got really is that unlike Hotline Miami, and I didn't play too much of that, but I played a bit, the, the, because all levels are procedurally generated, um, mm. obviously you don't know the layout uh, and that changes. And generally you're, you're, you're taking your ape from left to right or from top to bottom to get to the exit and then you do like the next level um, in the sequence really. And so what I found is that at first, I was like, okay, I really want to try to do this. And I was getting a little bit frustrated because I was like, oh, I keep getting killed or, I, you know, I, I didn't do that well enough or I got killed near the end and I was getting really frustrated. And then I was thinking, like, actually, what because it's procedurally generated, eventually I'm going to get this done. Because what I found is I was really struggling on on album three, like the seventh, the seventh track, and uh, I was struggling for ages. And on the one I actually did it, uh, I did it because it, it was basically a really easy route, or or maybe I just okay. happened to choose yeah, the easy route. See. I'm not so sure because. But, but so, although I was getting frustrated immediately, like oh, I was just well, not immediately. Initially, I was getting frustrated when I wasn't doing it because I was like, oh, I'm making mistakes and it's annoying. And then I sort of chilled out a bit because I actually thought, well, if I keep going, I will get it eventually because I think eventually, you know, the route will work out for me, or I will maybe make the right decision. So. It's not like Hotline Miami where you say, okay, someone's there, shoot, go here, and you're basically learning the patterns of what you need to do to get through the, the puzzle, as it were. This is really just keep going and eventually you'll make it. And that, for me, sort of took the edge off it. No, but I, you see, I don't, I don't fully agree um, because although it is, although it is like sort of generated like randomly each time, it does feel to me it felt like it was perfectly kind of balanced each time. Like each level was was really well balanced. I didn't really ever feel that I had like any moment where it was just incredibly easy, uh, where it had been really difficult before. To me, the difficulty felt very consistent. Although I do feel that. The difficulty like curve is not great with the game. That is it really ramps up I've, around three. It's like okay, yeah, no, but but, but I found it like I've come out of like the the gate, like or come out the the start of a level, and sometimes I have like four or five enemies on me, whereas other times it yeah. might be like five seconds before I see an enemy. And uh, mm. yeah, I know, but then it evens out across the whole of the level. Yeah, but I just like, found if, I'm thinking that one where it's like three, uh, yeah, the, the third album, the seventh track. I was like. I whizzed through that, and I barely saw anyone. I mean, maybe I was taking the right paths. Maybe I was just avoiding enemies. Maybe I was just better on that that run. Who knows? But 
Yeah, I just got less stress because I'm like, well, I don't have stress about not about failing this. So not, it's not like Hotline Miami where I'm like, I, sh- I know I need to shoot a guy on the left and run to the right and grab that weapon and do this. It wasn't frustration. I basically stopped getting frustrated at my own ability and I was like, actually, just keep doing it because you'll eventually get through it. I don't really think that takes anything off the game. That that sort of, it, it just sort of changed my view of, of how the levels were laid out and how, how to prepare so, and play it. Yeah. <laughs> See, I wouldn't. See, I wouldn't say that I felt. See, I didn't feel frustrated because I just felt. I mean, I found it exhilarating. Like mostly the fact that you're the fact that I didn't know what I was going to get each time, and that you don't know if you're going to make it through or not. And that's why, like, particularly in the last couple of levels where it really does get hard, it's kind of like it's such a relief when you get through yeah. to the end, but in a really cool way. And I mean. I I really like the idea that it was sort of like you can't make a strategy really because although I, I agree with what you're saying it's like you can just keep doing it until you get through it to a degree it's like because because of the fact that you're sort of making your own music as you're playing it and you're making your own sort of rhythm as you're playing it that's where for me the fun came from was like that rather than just thinking I've got to get through it it was more sort of like the experience mm. I don't know I presume a, bit a lot of it is that yeah, because at the end of the day, you're playing as a, an animal as well. So yeah. if you're able to sort of overly learn it or strategize it, that would take yeah. away from the yeah the sort of constant, like sort of you know acting on instinct, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, I think you're totally right there. And whether it's like it's the way the animation works, or just like the sense of really hitting someone or grabbing, it, like it, it feels really visceral. There's like a real like uh, sort of feeling of weight to the actions you're doing, whether you're running, whether you're escaping gunshots whether you grab someone and and, and kill them straight away or, or what that it, it really feels raw and primal which is a really amazing thing it's done considering the simplistic graphical style and you know it's not a terribly complex game but the use of the, the use of color the use of animation and sort of the feeling of weight as you're attacking enemies mm. it, yeah it does feel really primal and it's excellent in that respect and i totally mm. agree i totally uh, get what you mean when you said um it's really exhilarating when i did do that uh, that, that level I was stuck on for ages and another couple earlier on in the game it's a real like a real satisfaction of getting it done and yeah it's yeah. like oh yeah that's amazing I mean I felt amazing to get that I got it done maybe because I was struggling previously um yeah, I'm excited to get it done uh, to get the whole game finished. I'm, I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm now I'm only like two levels from the end. I was hoping to get it done before the podcast actually, but uh, yeah, I, I've been really impressed and it's such a surprise. And uh, yeah, when I saw the good reviews popping up, I was, oh, this is excellent. And I've, yeah, I thought it was a brilliant game. See, also, I mean, it's got four albums, but then there is like a kind of a twist at, like afterwards as well, which I really want to hear what you oh, think okay. of because okay. it's really, I really liked it a lot. <laughs> it's, and it's like. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was it was like really really like well executed. But I mean now because of the fact that it was like procedural as well, I kind of feel more like I want to I'm going to try like the harder difficulty now as well because yeah, is that I the arcade like mode? Is that what that is or No, 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 there's no there's there's the arcade one which is just for scores okay. I think. Whereas you can also choose harder where you have to do basically the whole game again like from the beginning. Right, I did see uh, that. But it's yeah. just more difficult. And I'm just thinking I might want to do that because it's uh, yeah, it looks it's just really good. And it was so I mean I, I mean, I spent the weekend playing it, and it's not exactly a long game. Although the harder mode and the fact that it's different every time will maybe add some longevity to it, but it felt it was just such a nice weekend of playing this. Like I haven't had that much fun for a long time. You know, just like over a you know couple of hours, maybe I don't know, maybe four or five hours or so. It's mm-hmm. Just uh, yeah, really, really good. I mean, I would hardly recommend it. Cool. No, I'm I'm gonna buy this. I think. 
It's only like yeah, you should, it 15 quid, something like that. 13 pounds, something. Whoa. I think I paid 11 for it because I Jesus. had gold coins. Oh, okay. I had like gold coins, you know, <laughs> from the, uh, the shop. But it's, uh, yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's like 13 really pounds, 17 or something really random. But, uh, yeah. yeah. No, is. yeah, I, I absolutely recommend it. Uh, it's, it's excellent. And it works really well. I, I you playing handheld. I, I don't know if you um, played using the Pro, the pro yeah. Controller or on, on Doctor. I played it docked a bit. I've, it's weird because actually I could notice the lag with it, if you see what I mean, which was odd because I don't really notice that usually with, with Switch games. But with this one, it really did feel like there was a bit of kind of lag. And also I felt like performance wasn't as good docked either as it was oh, really? in handheld for some oh, really? reason. No, it was um, yeah, it was a bit – there was a couple of like bit of slowdown and things like that from time to time. But not to the point where it like ruined the game at all, but it was a bit noticeable. But yeah, uh, yeah, excellent, excellent game. I've absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, yeah, what else are you playing, from... James? I know you've been playing other stuff. Come on, you might as well tell us. Uh, I played uh, the only other stuff I played. I mean, I played like NES games, and no one wants to hear about them because no one cares. <laughs> well, go on. And it's like, no, I mean, go on. I I played River City Ransom. Yeah. Which yeah. Is, um, what sort of game is that? Uh, it's like Double Dragon, but with like RPG elements, kind of. Yeah. Really. And, um, it's pretty good. But it's because uh, I played. There's one on the Game Boy Advance, I think. Yeah, which, I think that's a remake yeah, of the NES one, which I really I enjoyed. Think, yeah. And then played a bit of yeah the original when it came on the Switch Online thing, and it's it's okay. Feels very stiff, like a lot of those early NES games. Yeah, um, but still fundamentally quite enjoyable. I thought. Yeah, and also an interesting idea. I mean, yeah. it's it. Because it is the fact that you have to, with that, I mean, with Double Dragon, obviously, it was always just, you know, left to right, and apart from that mad level where you have to go through all the caves and everything. Mm. But with this, it is like, you know, you have to go back and, like, explore places you've been before to try and, like, engage bosses so then you can get into the school and, you know, do the, do the whole thing. Yeah. It's, it, it was all right. I mean, I, I, then after that, I played just the original Mario Brothers and finished that, which I enjoyed. Still, still enjoy that. Still a good game. It's, uh, yeah. I feel like it's, great. yeah, original. Mario Brothers. It's like you know the conversations we had around Tetris, where it's like, like yeah, well yeah, it's a classic. Of course, it's a classic. But then it's like, actually, how much do I know about it? Like, how how well do I yeah. know that game? Actually, not that well at all. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe I should do the same. Yeah, it's it's. I still. I mean, this is one of the things I do like about the NES Online thing is because yeah. I, I mean, I grew up kind of during that era anyway but yeah mostly yeah i, I, mean, I was, just missed it which i guess yeah it's, and it's so I've got, it, although like at that time i mostly played like master system games and stuff like that mm-hmm. i still have big nostalgia for like that era yeah. really yeah and so that's why i still get a kick out of playing these games because it you know it makes it reminds me how i used to feel mm-hmm. when i was like that age yeah. and um that's why I've been enjoying going through these. I mean, I've, I started uh, Mario Brothers 2 the other day. I mean, I played that and finished it ages ago, like, many times. But it's still always interesting to go back, because that was obviously the one that was, um, you know, it was like, it was Doki Doki Panic yeah, yeah. before. And then, yeah, got changed. Yeah. And uh, it's just weird how they, like, you know, there's this, like, sort of sequel, which is not, so completely really different sequel, to any yeah. other game in the in the series, but also has some really interesting ideas mm. that, unfortunately, they never really bothered to sort of develop further. But uh, yeah, still good. Yeah, and it's, just, and it's fascinating because it it added so many characters that are now sort of canon in like Mario yeah. <laughs> world, but actually they were Doki Doki Panic characters that just sort of got yeah, and it's like this whole other strand of like you know shy guys and and stuff like <laughs> yeah, like the cactus and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean that's that's in there. It's um yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's kind of crazy, yeah. but and also still plays really well, and it's got like four playable characters as well. Yeah. 
uh, which all play and it, it's like some of the ideas there. You got like Luigi being like a little bit more difficult to control, but like can jump a lot higher. Yeah, and that you know it's always been like that since then. You know, yeah, they've yeah. always done that, and you know it's <laughs> yeah, it's still I still think it's worth playing, and mm. uh, yeah, still. Definitely worth uh, having a look yeah. if you are into that kind of thing, which I am. How often cool. do they add new stuff to Switch Online? Is it like a set time, or is it just whenever it gets It's announced? monthly. Oh, okay, everyone. No, monthly they, they release usually about two or three, well, actually usually about two uh, like new games they add to it. I mean, it's got quite a good selection now, I feel, mm. of like stuff. I mean, there is more stuff that you know could obviously be there, but it's... It's quite good. I mean, it's got like the Zeldas, it's got like the you know, the Mario series as well, and um, well, Kirby's yeah, Adventure, yeah, mate. That's legit. Yeah, that's also a on there. Game. And also, they do this other weird thing where they release these like special edition versions of each game as well. Yeah, where they've like made it easier, basically most of the oh, time. I don't know. Because... I tried the uh, Zelda one; it was fucking incomprehensible. Really? Yeah, it's I mad. It's like one, some yeah. proper weird. I I forget the actual origin of it, but yeah, it's like some weird ROM hack or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's absolutely bizarre. But yeah, but I keep I keep meaning to play Zelda two because I've never I've never played it. That's and, not meant uh, to be great, is it? I thought no. We well, this is the thing because some people say it's brilliant, and then a lot of people <laughs> say it's not. I mean, I've I've played the original and finished that on like an old NES that I had laying around like okay. many years ago, and I still enjoyed that. But this, yeah, this I do make, keep meaning to play it because it's um, yeah, it's kind of like a hole, you know, that's uh, that's there. Mm. No, fair enough. One day, and that's it. That's really all I've played. Cool, Matt. You got anything else? Uh, so mostly APAL. Uh, I finished Leon's A campaign in Resident Evil Two. Oh, nice one. Yeah, uh, it was. It was you, good. How are you feeling? I'm, are you going to be cracking on, or are you? Well, I mean, I, I, even last week when you said it'll be off my plate, I, 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 you know, if were I to stop playing Res- Resi Two uh, without doing Claire's story, and even at the time I'm like, well, I'm not 100 sure it is, and I, I believe mm. it will not be on my off my plate, okay. even when I was streaming this on Saturday night to get Leon's A campaign done, I was mm. like, I'm not sure I can be bothered, which offended <laughs> some people in the chat. Because it's a very good game, like, you can't be bothered to play a good game. What's the point? But it's just like I was just worried about boring people. It's like really dragging out. I mean, admittedly, mm. it took me like ten or I think ten and a half hours. I got a, okay. I got a C grade, which is a pass. I'm happy with that. Um, <laughs> but I was like, it's really it must be dragging on for everyone at this point. And they're like, oh no, just keep playing it. It's fun. Anyway, the moment the second I finished it, I started Claire straight away. <laughs> because <laughs> uh, because I, I wanted to and i'm 35 minutes or so into claire's campaign now and okay uh i i mean um i already feel like i'm gonna go through it much much quicker not only i know a lot of things have moved around mm-hmm. uh the things you need to collect but i i know i know the layout of the of the playstation i generally know what things i need to get to solve which puzzles even if the location of those is a little bit different mm-hmm. um yeah, and and in terms of like the codes for like some of the locks, I'm just like looking at you a gamer guide to get the, the codes because everyone's like you should have written them down. Like I'm not going to write the codes down first time round, but <laughs> maybe I were done in like 1998 or 96 or whenever the first one came out. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm whizzing through it and and I'll, I'll keep playing. Uh, I really enjoyed playing uh, Leon's campaign. Admittedly, there was some meltdowns along the way, um, <laughs> but the second half of it was a lot less scary. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed it. It had a really abrupt ending, but I, I, I knew what happened. And uh, I'm gonna, I'm actually quite interested to get through Claire's Claire's route, even if I, I'm a bit worried about it. it's dragging out, dragging along a bit. But I'll, but I'll mm. get through it. And if people are still watching, then I guess that's enough to keep going. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I'd, when you said about yeah, sort of not really being sure if you could be asked, I have heard that 
the random nature of Mr. X is cool at first, but does just get really tedious after a bit. Yeah. Is that like because you just you just gets to the point where it's like, great, now I just have to run away for a while before I can actually just carry on yeah, playing. Yeah, well, I have to like, game run around, right? do like a massive loop around the police station. I mean, yeah. I, I've already been warned in, in this Claire, in Claire's one. They're like, don't go into the Star's office. And right. don't go to this other certain area because that's when you do Mr. X will be everywhere and you and you you're like you know because and but basically it'll be a nightmare because um no. when you're Leon I did loads of puzzles and collected loads of stuff before I got the opportunity to see Mr. X and and, mm-hmm. and stuff and so loads of stuff's already done at this point apparently you can unlock him really early on without solving anything so then you're trying right, to do all the see. puzzles collect all the things kill the zombies while Mr. X is chasing around and. Yeah, I'm still freaking out about that. I'm I'm not a fan of being chased. <laughs> Even at the end, you know, uh, I, I'm just I just don't like being chased. So this game has not solved my fear of being chased. Um, I mean, I you can made deal it through it though. That's got to be some sort of. I don't know. You must feel pretty fucking good about having done. Yeah, Leon's I really route, am right? actually. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I was really proud of myself. But when the credits start rolling, I mean, I, I it's been nervous, but I can't do horror. I don't like horror films. I don't <laughs> like horror games. I don't like being chased. And I don't like being yeah. made jump. And this game obviously yeah. has lots of all of them. Uh, and I'll go through it. If I wasn't streaming it, there's no way in hell I would have carried on. It's only because I had a dedication to like stream it and, and people wanted to watch it. And you know, I'm happy to do that in, in the name mm-hmm. of content, I guess. But if mm-hmm. it wasn't for that, there's no way I would have finished this game. I'm really glad I have. Um, I mean, it's got to be Resident Evil Seven yet next Matt. <coughs> um, no, well, no, no. I, I mean, although on the weekend I was just I was driving, I had like a long drive, um, and I was thinking maybe I should, maybe I could do Alien Isolation. <laughs> <laughs> Which a few weeks ago, I was like, fuck <laughs> off. Um, I guess we'll see. I, I, well, well, let's give Resident Evil 2 properly finished and then we'll see where we are. But I don't know. I, I obviously don't like being scared, but there is like a. I know there's like a. There's a it, I, I can see it's entertaining. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, mm. Apart from Resident Evil 2, I've been playing Bloodborne again. I absolutely. I, I had the, the best fight ever against Vicka Amelia, which is this <laughs> giant woman slash furry dog thing. It's yep. a woman, isn't it? It, yeah um, but she transforms into a giant yeah. what looks like a giant furry Beast. dog yeah. Um, yeah I mean everyone's going to say it's not a dog Matt's actually this it's probably not even an animal at all it's just a giant it's just, thing it's just, it's just a, a beast that's yeah. basically the the thing this isn't really a spoiler because it's all weird bits of lore that you piece together but basically yeah the implication is that yeah so people have been using this magic blood for healing which was administered by the church and then obviously, so yeah, that's why you have like the cleric beast, and then yeah, Vicar Amelia. There's all people who are like high up in the church have been using shitloads of the yeah. blood, and, and then now it they're turns them into, into weird creatures. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, so, yeah. I, I um, I start I, like I I approached that boss fight in not the last stream, but stream before that, and I had one go, and then I ended the stream. Um, and so I knew this one was going to be playing it, and I was like, oh, I was really dreading it on Sunday, thinking, I hope this isn't one of the streams where I'm just like struggling with the boss for the entire bloody stream it'd be so annoying mm. but no i had like one attempt i got smashed early on second attempt i did all the things people in the chat were saying be aggressive you know <laughs> stick to a backside and i did it and it's like a fantastic fight it was easily the best fight i've had i think so far in yeah in bloodborne 
it was excellent. It wasn't anywhere near as, it wasn't up there with like Artorius, but it had like elements mm. of that in that mm. you've got to be on, you've got to be on it the whole time. It's not a particularly quick fight, so you, you've got to grind out. You can't rush, 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 which is and panic and button mash, which is something I like to do. You, you've got to be on it and keep keep focus, keep concentrating, and uh, understand the attack patterns, understand when to drop off, when to mm. heal, when to rush in. And I thought it was an excellent fight in that regard. Yeah. Um, yeah, because she she heals herself, doesn't she? Yes, yeah, she does. Yeah, but I, I don't. I, I mean, so I, really I haven't really watched the full fight back. But I think people in the chat are saying I didn't even give her a chance to even do that. Um, cool. But yeah, it is. I, I thought it was an excellent, excellent fight. Um, yeah, yeah. I did make a massive mistake in the game a bit later yeah. on. Um, everyone, even the last couple of streams, was saying you've got to see Eileen. You've got to see Eileen. Hadn't seen her up to then. Last night I got to see her. And um, she said, oh, you know, there's like, there's a hunter, I've got the hunter's mark, whatever, there's a hunter downstairs, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I went downstairs, there's like a hunter down there, he killed me straight away, I I came back, I went to see Eileen, she had gone, and she was, and I went down to the graveyard, basically where I fought Gascoigne, and he, and him and her were fighting down there, and then was like, just get down there and save her, get down there, and I went down there, and, um, and in my haste to save her, uh, and all the flurry of my weapons and stuff, you know, I sort of lost track about where she was in relation <laughs> to me and my weapons. And essentially, you know, I, I may have accidentally killed her. Okay, <laughs> yeah. nice. And I mean, that's no mean feat. Like, because uh, I, um, the second playthrough, I went out of my way to kill her because I wanted her, um, those like twin daggers that she has, because um, they're cool as fuck. Um, but yeah, she's not easy to take down usually. Yeah, I don't even remember. I just basically, you know, he, he was attacking, so I was like, you know, going all out. And then I, I wonder where she was. And then, you know, I kept on attacking. And yeah, it turns out I got her. Uh, I went, which is upsetting, and everyone's, you know, not happy in the chat, that's for sure. Um, I went back <laughs> and I got her, like, badge. And I think that badge allows me to buy her weapons. Oh, yeah, buy her or, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I've got that. But obviously, I've, like, killed a key NPC, and I'm quite upset about that. I, to be honest, my first playthrough, I I missed her entirely. So, oh really? I mean, I wouldn't feel too bad. Yeah. Anyway, I'm <laughs> st- I'm still absolutely loving it. I'm now in the helm places of some witches, potentially. Oh yeah, the yeah yeah another one you mean? Yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm there. Uh, I yeah, and I'm still obviously absolutely loving the game. It's it's, it's amazing, and it, it, I'm starting to see like amazing vistas. Like Dark Souls had that, but. Graphically, it was never great. I mean, obviously, when I played it, like mm-hmm. only like a couple of years ago, it was really old. It's much older at that point. And yeah. although there were some uh, uh, nice views, uh, like this has got obviously got the graphical sort of uh, sort of capability as well. So this, so there's some amazing views so far. Even when I got mm. to that place where the witches were, to see the castle or whatever it is in the night sky in the background. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm actually yeah, yeah, excited totally. just because I'm exploring a new area now. So yeah, still love them. Bloodborne and still play Resident Evil 2 and we're back uh, if you're listening to this on the day this podcast comes out I'm streaming again tonight Wednesday night at 9pm on twitch.tv slash the computer game show so watch me get through Claire's campaign I, I think I've, I've assume I'm doing Claire A I don't know I mean someone should know but yeah I'm, I'm doing Claire's campaign let's assume it's Claire A wouldn't it be Claire B because I think don't you do like Leon A and then Claire B I can't remember, I, I, unless you start again I, I just selected. I just selected Claire. I didn't really pay attention to A and B, but you, you may well be right. Um, but yeah, playing that. So that's it. Unfortunately, I, I wanted to like. I was thinking, okay, I'll get 
Leon's campaign done, and then I'll get like Wednesday nights back, and I can play other games. But then I've just gone back in, I've gone straight back into it. So yeah, it'll be a few more weeks. I'm hoping, I really am hoping Claire's one is a lot quicker than than Leon's one. But we'll, but we'll see, we'll see. But that's yeah, it. That's all we're playing so. this week. Cool. Um, emails then. Okay. Uh, if you want to email us, it's uh, podcast at thecomputergameshow dot com. Uh, Mike Premio has emailed us and he said uh, there's a lot of speculation and excitement for many about the confirmed attendance of Gearbox at the upcoming PAX East convention at the end of the month and what will they be showing? Borderlands 3 anyone? I remember this series hanging its hat on all the guns you could find when it was announced, especially Borderlands 2, to which many gamers thought they were outright crazy for introducing such a thing. In my mind, that played a big role in the advent of the looting mechanism, and I'm wondering about your thoughts on what kind of game Borderlands 3 should be, given that they now they are now surfacing in the midst of a games-as-a-service trend. Do fans of Borderlands want to see Gearbox go in that direction as well? I, for one, think it's not in their best interest to pull on that thread, and I really hope that they come up with something that nobody else is doing, just as they exercised in the previous titles. Frankly, Gearbox could use a boost, and I hope they show us something that gets our attention for a good reason. Perhaps another question might be, what well, should they keep the same? All the best, love the show, and happy to keep, give you my Amazon Prime sub every month. Oh, cheers. Um, no, I never played Borderlands, but obviously this is a game that sort of was a precursor to Destiny and other games like that. Oh, totally, that, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was a big fan of Borderlands 1 and 2. Um, I think I think I talked about it on the show. It must have been maybe six months ago. I, out of curiosity, went back to Borderlands 2. It has not aged well. Um, mainly just the fact that like the fast travel is quite restrictive you have to like find your way to a fast travel point and then you can only fast travel to another like you know there's like just a few um, dotted around the world um, that stuff is really irritating now um, but I mean yeah for the most part it's still really enjoyable but yeah so, so, it, so, what's, so obviously we know what games and service games are like Destiny, Anthem, yep. Division etc like, and mm. in my mind this is one of them, but I get the impression actually it wasn't. It was just, on the face of it, a co-op game where you shoot lots of things and numbers come off enemies, but it, I presume it didn't have all the complexity that the games do these days, and is that why Basically, it was good? yeah, like you, you... Basically, yeah, once you finish the game, the, like there was no end game. You would just play the game again on a harder difficulty. And and, and is <laughs> the game like a campaign or... Yeah, basically, okay. yeah. So it's a story-based campaign. There are, like, you know, you, it's all like getting quests from people and then handing them in and and stuff and they're like you know there's there's your main story quests and then there's all side quests as well you can do um but it is very it was very much like like a single player rpg that you happen to be able to play co-op and happen to be a first person shooter but it didn't have like yeah so there's no player versus player stuff as far as i'm aware there was no um yeah no sort of like mmo style yeah. Um, sort of overarching like yeah you know once you finish the campaign now it is another shitload of stuff to do like it was very much um, traditional in that sense in that it was like here's a story you have finished the story well done here's some DLC it has a bit more story here's it you know um, but, but it was one of those games that, that I mean this is a question or statement but it was one of those games where you would happily play over and over and over again and put potentially hundreds of hours into it or was it not really like that not really, no. Oh, not okay. for me, anyway. Like, like I say, you you play the campaign and then you're done, and then you can either go into new game plus, which is a lot harder. Which which sounds like a cop out, but was actually cool because 
it meant that you were you were doing early missions but like really having to think about your abilities and stuff because obviously when you first play the game you start out with like a you know level one character no abilities no interesting weapons or whatever and it's all like you know you're basically just wandering around shooting and stuff um whereas starting again on new game plus you like that stuff was all really hard but you had your leveled up character and all your gear and it was really interesting like you know sort of redoing those same sections but having to really think about your your loadout and your abilities and stuff but ultimately that that was all it was yeah it was just a basically a hard mode um yeah i mean given that so, uh and i've never played it but it always looked interesting i feel like they would be making a huge mistake if they went to the games as a service model even though the game literally feels built for games as a service it just might come out a little bit too early but this feels this basically feels like a games as a service game but it, it wasn't that because it's before it's time I guess in that regard but it feels like mm. if it were to go in that trajectory that it's shown it would just get beaten up by all the games that are doing it now it feels like yeah, if like, wants to be unique you... just do what it did before maybe add some small elements but don't go for games as a service because I think it'll probably get destroyed by games like Apex and Destiny and Division and stuff. Yeah, because I mean, look at Anthem. Like, if that game had just doubled down and focused on being a Bioware game that happened to be a shooter and had, you know, we're like, all right, even if it had like a heavy leaning towards co-op, fine. Um, But I, yeah, I I think that would have worked, but I feel like all the games as a service stuff is, is what has hurt it because I feel like, I mean, from what I've been hearing, like the end game stuff just isn't really there. And it's the, you know, it's the perpetual online stuff that's like really hurt it technically as well. Um, whereas if it was just a co-op RPG with a good story, that might have done okay. And, you know, I I said, and I'm, I'm probably in the minority in this, but like, you know, if, if they just said, oh yeah, Anthem, like you play it and you do the campaign and it's a good story and then it finishes and you can trade it in. Brilliant. Like that's, <laughs> that would yeah. really suit me. Um so yeah, like maybe as you say with games of service, and, like, and is, it, fair, is it just too crowded now? You can do it now. You can play yeah, the it's game. Just a, yeah, it's it. just that the story isn't any good apparently, so <laughs> not going to bother. Um, it's not been designed to really do that, is it? Well, I mean, yeah. The whole point is they want to keep you, you know, like sort of playing it. Yeah. Um, and apparently, the only end game content is to just keep redoing the final story mission or something. I don't know, that might not be accurate. That's what I heard a few weeks ago. Um, so yeah, like. I, I would be very keen if Gearbox, yeah, were just like, no, it's just a a co-op RPG with a story and then it ends. But is that what most people want? And is that what the publisher wants? But that's the thing. Like these days, yeah. it's like, well, hang on, this game is basically in the. It's essentially ninety five percent of the way there to like a games as service game in terms of what type of game it is and the structure and stuff. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't take much to make it into this type of game, and we'll get. Money. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, but we'll, like if, I, if I was like, it. Wait a minute. Like if, didn't they try this with Battleborn or whatever? <laughs> yeah, to be fair, that didn't go so well, did it? Um, so that was... Battleborn was supposed to be like an Overwatch style. It was, it was, a, it was a hero team-based uh, PvP shooter, wasn't it? Um, yeah. And it was not good, sadly. And tell, I know it had co-op stuff, didn't it, as well? Um, which, again, like... That should have like because playing Overwatch, it's great. Um, if you told me they were adding like a co-op story mode that you can play with your mates and saw those those characters in that world and stuff, I would have been well up for that. 
so that was like a real open goal for Battleborn, or it should have been. But I mean, I played the demo, and it was all the worst shit from Destiny One. It was just really bad, like bottles, uh, there bullet sponge bosses and stuff. Um, so just what, yeah, wasn't good at all. And there's no reason for that aspect of it to have been rubbish because that's what Gearbox have done well in the previous, uh, you know, in the um, Borderlands games. So that was weird. Like I can understand them maybe not being able to turn their hand to the, the PvP stuff as well as they might have hoped. But the campaign stuff should have been solid and it just wasn't. Um, so that was a shame. But yeah, Battleborn was a, a weird one. Well, did it, they, so they made it free to play and then they just... They canned it, it didn't they? Totally, the it was yeah. So... Um, yeah, shame that. But um, yeah, Borderlands 3. Uh, yeah, like if I was the publisher and... You know, they turned around to me and said, okay, we're going to make this game where it's got loads of random loot and, you know, we're creating all these massive worlds and, and missions and stuff. I'm going to make it so that everyone just plays it once and then trades it in. I would be furious. <laughs> so, because you'd be like, well, hang on, surely you just make excuses for people to run through these worlds over and over again and get more random stuff. And then yeah. that way we can start charging them and, you know, for things and... So I can see from a publisher's point of view, it would be madness not to do that. As as a player, as myself, I'd be quite happy for it to just be a one-and-done thing. Is but, Borderlands universe or world, is that an interesting one? Is that is it interesting enough that you'd want to potentially spend hours and hours? Because I know it's got yeah, some funny I characters mean, and witty lines. Yeah, and yeah there's, there's, they've had, you know, uh, Anthony Birch, of, previously of Destructoid fame, I'm not sure what he's doing now. Um he yeah, so he did a lot of the writing for Borderlands too, and it was genuinely very funny in places. Um, the uh, Tales from the Borderlands, the Telltale game, is really good. Yeah, I heard <laughs> like, great things about that actually. Yeah, um, really, really good. Um, so yeah, th- there's enough there in in the world. It, it's very much just like it's like you know, you're in space, but it's kind of like the Wild West because it's the you know it's the, it's the frontier and that and then there's you know big companies trying to screw people over and so it's not massively original but yeah there's there's enough there that i'd be keen to go back so interested to see what they show yeah uh, i'll be interested as well because there's a bit, a bit of a conundrum there but yeah mm. is pax east a place that'll do it surely it'd be an e3 thing wouldn't it i don't know i think we forget how big pax is yeah i guess yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah Okay, next one. Uh, this is from David Trapmore. He says, uh, I find Tetris a very stressful game to play, even though it starts out slow and relaxing. I know in the back of my mind that eventually I won't be able to keep up and it's all going to collapse. I love horror games and the stress they cause, but Tetris breaks me. Are there any games or real-world situations that you find really stressful when you know you shouldn't, or that you avoid because of the dread? I mean, making phone calls. What's <laughs> 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 a good one, actually. <laughs> Um, it's annoying isn't it making phone calls I hate just... it absolutely hate it yeah. um, I, don't, I don't even know why I used to be fine with it and then just over time it's just well, nah. what is it about that you hate I think it's the I don't know it's the, like the anxiety that something's going to be thrown at me that I'm not going to know how to deal with do you know what I mean yeah I tell you what, I've, I've always hated the fact that you can't, because you can't see the other person's reaction, so you can't yeah. see how they're reacting to what you're saying yeah. and all that, and it's just, yeah, I'm I, not a fan. Yeah. Um, and but, yeah, but basically, I, I anyone who rings you that hasn't text beforehand, they should be put in jail. Well, basically, but yeah. That's the way I see it. If, if, you're not, if you're not 
pre-texting a mate or someone saying, I'm going to ring in a minute, that then you need to be going, you're in jail, frankly, in my book. It's disgusting Yeah, like if a, if, if a mate... If a mate phoned me, well, so if a friend calls me and it's a WhatsApp call, I know it's an accident every time. <laughs> yeah. No one ever does that on purpose. Um, if a friend called me and it was just on like normal phone, I would assume like someone's died. Or... Yeah. If a friend calls you, are they really a friend? That's basically what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. Well, um, why, why? We don't have to. I know like it's nice and, you know, sometimes you feel like you have to call someone for. I don't know if there's like something big's happened or you just feel like it'd be better over a phone, but everyone yeah. arguably just wants to do it over text. Like no one actually yeah. wants a phone call, surely. Pretty much. And like yeah, so you know, if you if you phone a friend, that's like white collar jail. If you phone a friend and leave them voicemail, holy fuck. Oh, yeah. That's, that's yeah. getting with the oh, nonsense. You know Is that, that, that so bad? Like if someone rang me, and I didn't answer, left a voicemail. I'll be like, okay, brilliant. That's that's the phone call done, but I don't have to participate. They left me the information. I'll then text saying, I got your voicemail. Here's the answer. If I, I don't mind that at all. No, what, what's worse is when you get like voice messages through like Messenger or whatever. You know, people that just like they just talk and then just like leave it as a voice. Yeah, but the, like, that, that's a huge trend, isn't it, over in the East? I thought they all. Oh yeah, because when I lived in China, people did that all yeah, the really time. And it's, just, it's really irritating because it's like then you're in like if you especially if you're like on the subway or whatever, and it's like really noisy mm. and loud anyway. You can't hear what anyone's saying. It's just just send me a message, please. <laughs> I see, don't I, want other people hearing what you're saying. I've really you know, enjoyed just, doing conversations like that when I'm driving. Like so, it's yeah. like you, it's like you're just on like a CB radio or something. So you just get one message back and then send them one, and then that that's all right. Um, but yeah, but then equally, like the- sometimes people send me voice messages. And I'm like, I'm in work. What do you? It's exactly. Not gonna, it's it's not like me. you're never in an environment where you can like listen to it easily. Yeah. It's like oh, I'm gonna get my headphones in or whatever. Yeah. I know you can hold it up to your ear, but it's just weird, mm-hmm. isn't it? And it's just I don't know. Yeah. I don't like it. No, that's fair. Um, uh, games that we find stressful. We know we should. <laughs> oh yeah, games. Um, <laughs> yeah, do you remember them? Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Um, I mean, I mean you've seen mine being chased. <laughs> anything it doesn't matter if it was like celeste that that it wasn't i mean like celeste i hated that second thing the second boss or maybe the first major boss you were getting chased mm-hmm. i hated oh, yeah, that yeah. that that obviously is that's not a horror game but i hated yeah. that hate being chased mm-hmm. by mr i just being chased and i was hoping resident evil 2 would fix that or help me it hasn't really done that for yeah. me but uh yeah i think I think for me it's got to be QTEs. I hate QTEs in games. <laughs> yeah, that's particularly fair. when I'm streaming, it's just a, it's a nightmare. <laughs> what? What? what, what just... Because you're worried about failing, or just but... yeah, well, it's that, and it's also just. I mean, the games that I've played that have had QTEs in recently have not implemented them very well in pl- from time to time, and it's just embarrassing. You know, you're sitting there, it's just constant failure. And also pain. I mean, in, ca- in the case of Deadly Premonition, it's physical pain <laughs> from like trying to do it, and it's just like it's uh, just annoying. I don't like it. When I, when, I, when I was about to finish Resident Evil Two the other night, someone dared say, "Oh, basically, there's a boss." Admittedly, I was screwing up quite badly, but it's when you you're you're fighting Birkin again, and maybe the second time, and you're basically on this little platform, 
and there's a switch to basically bring a huge um, uh, sort of iron container. It swings around mm-hmm. in this giant circular room. So the idea is that you like press the button to start it moving around the room, and you basically have to get him in the middle, and the container smashed him. Basically, you do that three times and you kill him. And I kept screwing up because I was like pressing it, and then suddenly I would be in the middle, or I was trying to run out of the way and I'll get caught. And then someone's like, oh, "This is like your door puzzle." It's like, don't compare a boss battle in, an, in a survival horror game to James. <laughs> struggling with a QT to open the door. Don't you ever do that. No, I think the, not the QT in that door was ridiculous. It wasn't. And I'd love to watch you streaming it because it was really difficult. I played that it game was, and it, it was, was... QTs aren't difficult. It was different. It was different in those days. In uh, those oh, days. No, I don't want to get into this. In the swinging <laughs> sex days. You played it on PS3. There was different... Uh, like, well, no, no, no. What, what are you implying there? The controls are different. Is that what you're implying? Yeah, I mean, implying that the remaster probably maybe messed around with oh, it. Okay. I don't know. It was just they were you, terrible. You think the controls are messed up and it make QTs harder because it's remastered? Okay, cool, cool. Well, I'm going to make you do it, Matt. <laughs> Next time that we're in the same place or whatever, I'm going to make that happen. We'll do gonna, it, please. You're going to play that bit in. You know, please give me the door challenge. Or maybe I'll give it with the move controllers. You can try that. <laughs> will, you do, will you use the move controllers yeah. or use the joypad? Uh, use the controller, won't you? Joypad? Yeah. No one uses that term, do they? No, I, I, this came up the other day. I was talking to a friend. She bought um, she bought a Switch. And I was asking how she's getting on. And she said she was annoyed that the A and B buttons were the wrong way around. And then I started... No, they're the right way around. Well, but, yeah. yeah, this is the thing. Um, but then I... And yeah, in, in explaining this, I was like, well, to be fair, Nintendo invented the joypad. And I thought, oh, I haven't said joypad in joypad, a long time. Yeah. But I feel like in the context of that conversation, it was the right word to use. Um uh, but yeah, then I started boring her about the, the PlayStation controller and how actually circle should be yes and X should be no, but that's that's a whole other yeah, thing. Um, so back to the question. I see what David means about um, Tetris. Like I do, there does come a point where like, it reaches a certain speed and I do just sort of switch off. But then having played a lot more of it recently, thanks to Tetris Effect and Tetris 99, I'm realizing that like the speed that I can cope with is getting better like I'm, I'm able to cope with you know as it gets faster and faster. Like that, I'm, I'm not just like shutting off as as early as I used to. So it's interesting, like learning that that's the thing I can develop. Um, the only I'm trying to think of any other examples. Going back to Destiny Two. Um, so when you're playing Gambit and you can, yeah, you get the opportunity to invade the other side. I get like properly like stressed about that because because it's like because you only get limited opportunities to do it and it is like it's a really good opportunity to fuck the other team over but like the the drifter the announcer like he like tells everyone how well you did so like if you didn't get any kills like he will announce the rest of the team like oh your invaders coming back you didn't get any kills and you're like oh fuck up like don't tell him that why would you tell him that? <laughs> yeah, thanks a bunch, dude. <laughs> yeah, equally, if you get four kills, he's like, yeah, your invader's back. He fucking wiped everyone out. It was amazing. So, yeah, there's like so much pressure, even that, you know, you're only there for like 30 seconds. Um, and that's assuming you don't get killed. Um, so, yeah, like the pressure of that, like I'm properly like fucking like my heart's going like, yeah. like mad. Um, so that's, that's one. And I do like, yeah, unless... <laughs> it's like, you know, when you... <laughs> If you're playing a sport and you're really bad at it and like the ball comes your way or whatever and you're looking around like, ah, oh, someone else will get it, it'll be all right. <laughs> I can't, like I do that, like the portal will open, I'll look around and be like, oh, well, I haven't got any heavy ammo. Is there anyone else 
Anyone else want to take this one? Really, really, no one else. Oh God, I suppose I'll have to. Um, so yeah, I, I do sort of avoid it if possible. But I mean, there's but even a little bit of like it. pressuring, like Apex, when you're on the jump master. Yeah, you know, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can do this. I can take us to the good place, guys. And oh, we got killed straight away. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, I, yeah, mean, like I, I, was, I mean, I get stressed about every single bloody tweet I have to send. Like, <laughs> I mean, and, and which is annoying as the man who sends the most tweets for the show and does all our like, you know, graphical stuff and Photoshop and now's on the website. I'm like. I shouldn't be doing this. I'm, I get far too stressed. I'm, 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 dre- I'm like generally freaking out about this website going live, which will be live now because it's fine. I know the feeling. Like I'm, I'm very bad with sending emails at work. Like it could, like an email could only be like a couple of paragraphs, and I can take a good half hour over it if I've, <laughs> depending on how like important the the recipient is. Um, like I will, I will agonize over how to phrase things or like. Or if I get certain facts or figures wrong or whatever, like that really stresses me out. So I, I, I get it, but also it's just our Twitter account, mate. Don't worry. Yeah, but it, like, <laughs> when I um when we're last at Dave's, I think it well, it would not last. When um we was there for an EGX like a couple of years ago, whenever we last went all together, yeah. where we think me we me and you stay around his house, didn't we, James? And I think yeah. I was like tweeting on a day about the. Sh- Maybe I have a live show or meet or something. And Dave's like, oh, so this, I get to actually watch you do a tweet for the show. And I was like, <laughs> yes, Dave, this all works. I write it, I have a meltdown, try and discard everything and start again. Oh, I just hate it. Yeah. I mean, I've got a lot better now. I've like got, I've like got loads of templates in Photoshop. I've got like tweet templates and there's not a lot of things I have to change and that sort of calms me down. But yeah, this website, <laughs> I'm going to get like tweets because it will be like issues. I mean, and uh, yeah, I just, and also I'm such a perfectionist. Like the slightest mistake will, or, or issue with I was going to say, I don't, I don't think, me. I don't think people are going to notice half as many problems as, as you. Yeah. I think, I think you're going to will fine. go wrong and I'll be like, for fuck's sake, mate, you idiot. Why'd you, you know, <laughs> anyway, I'll just got it. So yeah. It's annoying, as and also someone who works like a digital marketing agency where it's about mm-hmm. creating content all day long, and yep. yeah, I'm there like freaking out. You shouldn't be. You should not be a perfectionist in any sort of create in any sort of creative endeavor. No, because you, you shouldn't. Done. Yeah, I mean, what, what's the saying? Like, don't let perfection get in the way of good enough, and all yeah. that stuff. Like, you know, it is what it is. But I'm just like, yeah, I'm just on the. Anyway, we should move on. <laughs> a lot of things stress me out basically because if it's not perfect it, I might as well not bothered and I regret doing it so I'm the worst I know the, doing do, do you do you really hate people seeing work in progress stuff uh, yeah, oh, yeah I mean I, I think, yeah. like for the website I basically worked on as much as I could before I even showed, showed you two yeah because I was like <laughs> okay I, I, let me get it to a place where I'm happy enough with it and even since yeah. then I made like a thousand changes um, yeah. but I was like let me get to where I'm happy enough so like here's where we are so far even though that is very much like a, a, a first draft as it were but yeah I'm not mm. a fan of work in progress because so much of these things come together at the last second you know yeah exactly and you're like because I always I used to, like when I was studying music tech I always used to hate it that like We'd be like given an assignment and it'd be like, oh, you know, do like compose like two minutes of audio for, um, say it was like um, like a nature documentary or whatever. It'd be like, oh, yeah, and after 30 seconds, this happens and this happens and you have to sort of put together a piece of music. And like, and like, we'd, we'd do like one lesson and, and then everyone would be like, oh, let's hear what you've done so far. I'd be like, no, get off. It's <laughs> and like, it, like whatever I've done now will sound complete shit because I've only yeah. done like I've the bare bones of it. And just, yeah, and that's, <laughs> that's and it. that's it. 
I, I mean, I, I'm definitely... I mean, I, I feel like that's quite understandable, but I'm really bad for, like, like in the kitchen as well. Like, I don't like people being in the kitchen when I'm making stuff. Because yeah, I can sort of see that. I want to want to just like shut the door and then me to just emerge half an hour later with something brilliant that I've made. <laughs> yeah, but but also it's like like, like so. I mean, I I do most of the cooking now, but only because because I now pick up Heather D and take her to school and I pick her up, so I, I'm doing that. But like, right, yeah. I want my cooking meal and a jewel coming right at the end. So I'll do it. I was like, no, like get out of the kitchen. Because I, I, I don't. I, I want to have to say that I did this without you just coming <laughs> at the end and saving it. We didn't need saving. I can do his yeah. beans on toast myself. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, yeah, I do. I do do what you mean. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. was the question? Oh, this. <laughs> Basically, you find everything uh, stressful. Yeah, let's move on. Okay, uh, Christopher Bush says, if Brexit was a computer game, what would it be and why? This is an easy one. Go on. Yeah, go on. Well, it's got to be any David Cage game, isn't it? <laughs> you know, go on. Go on well, why has it got to but be that, James? It was built on lies, and then the more you well, think no, about sure it, the less it makes. a game, then. <laughs> Peter Molyneux is more about lies. <coughs> All right, but okay, it still works with Detroit, though, and any other one, because, as I said, the more you think about it, the less it makes sense. I mean, I, I, Anthem's probably a good one as well. A lot of people thought they wanted it, and and now that it's now that it's upon them, even a lot of the people who were excited about it are a bit like, ah, oh, no, this isn't... <laughs> this isn't happening. Um, and yet, regardless of how we feel, it just seems to be ploughing on anyway. Yeah, it cannot be stopped. But no. unlike Brexit, Anthem will probably be great in a year's time. That's true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a good one, Matt. Well done. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Uh, any others? That's it. No, that's it. Cool. Right, we'll, we'll do a couple of... Uh, a couple of tweets. Uh, if you want to tweet us, it's at Computer Game Pod on Twitter. Uh, Dave Hughes tweets in, right lads, I've got £25 Nintendo credit. What games should I look at picking up? Got Stardew and that's great. I mean, I recommend A Power, but the trouble with A Power is that it is only like four hours long. Uh, but it's a great four hours and it's 13 quid. So, yeah. yeah. Um, work out your own value from that, really, I guess. The other week, I talked about the circular games, uh, Subsurface Circular and Quarantine Circular. They're wicked, uh, just really interesting sort of, basically sort of like choose-your-own-adventure games, but all through dialogue and really good dialogue as well, just like really nicely written, um, just really interesting conversations. Um, yeah, really thoroughly recommend those. Uh, Yoku's Island Express oh, yeah. is a belter. I mean, one of my um, favourite games, I mean, it, Celeste is amazing. Yes. It is, is arguably my favourite game last year, and yeah. I don't think you can go wrong with that. It's challenging, it's got a great story, great great soundtrack. It's an utterly yep. fantastic game. Yep. There's obviously Hollow Knight, yep. Dead Cells. You know, there's um, there's a lot of good stuff Hyper Light Drifter, if you've oh, not played Monster that. Monster Boy. Oh, go on, sorry. Monster Boy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Monster Boy. I need Boy. to crack on with that, man. I've still got that sat on my Switch. Um, yeah, Banner Saga, Trilogy. It's fucking great. Um, there's, yeah, there's just so much. Is Gold Story worth picking up? I know Dave loved it, but you weren't such a fan. I didn't like it. Did you play it, Sean? I did. I had very mixed feelings about it, and I never finished it. Um, I fucking loved the sense of humour in it, just didn't enjoy actually playing it so much. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where I was yeah. as well. Oh, A Night in the Woods. Oh, shit, yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone, yeah. everyone recommends In the Breach. Again, I haven't played it so much. Um, oh, sorry, Into the Breach. Sorry. Ah, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Iconoclast as well is another one. Um, 
yeah, really good 2D sort of Metroidvania, but a bit more sort of focused. Bit like is there are sort of levels in it, but they're quite open. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, twenty five quid. That's <laughs> um, it's hard to know what's a real. I mean, personally, like out of all that, Hollow Knight is like Hollow Knight is like an all timer for me. Um, yeah, definitely. Like as time goes on, the more sure of that I am. Like. Yeah, it's like a, an all-time classic, easily. Um, just the soundtrack. Yeah. Just play that game. <laughs> Cannot I fucking wait for this. I definitely want to play that if I don't have a time. <clears throat> yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's a much bigger... Like, I went into it thinking it was going to be 10 to 15 hours, and 60 hours later, uh, I'm still not quite done did with it. Did you play but, yeah. most of that docked, or did you play most of it? What's the split between handheld and docked? Um, probably mostly handheld, but like... Oh, okay. Um, yeah, same for me because I played it when I was away. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I don't mind playing yeah. sort of more relaxing games like Stardew and stuff like that. Handheld, that's fine, that works. But mm. like, that looks like quite a stressful game, and that feels like I want a pad for that. Um, or not? I mean, it like it's a beautiful game, like visually and sonically. What's the word I'm after? Yeah, that'll do. Um, or, 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 yeah. Or, or, or like yeah. Um, so, like, it's worth putting on the TV for that alone. Um, I think it controls fine with the Joy-Cons, though. Um, they're, they're precise enough. Um, it is, like, it's not an easy game by any stretch, but, like, don't don't be put off by people saying it's hard um, at all. Um, yeah. Cool. Yep. Um... <laughs> Uh, Stuart Baker why does James hate such a beautiful game like Gris or Grease why are you such a monster James yeah James <sighs> as we already said on Twitter <laughs> I never said I hated this game I just I said I really liked it just a couple of things uh, to be clear I, I never said you hated it I, I said I loved it and you didn't that just means you didn't love it which I think is fair to say um, yeah. but yeah it's still good <clears throat> still totally yeah. good you know no yeah uh, I, I, I really appreciated it um, it's it's interesting that it seems to be one of those that just really lands for some people and not others. Um, but yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, the Frank at the Frank two five zero five. Despite not having played a vast majority of this year's releases, what at this point do you think is your game of the year? It's interesting because this time last year <laughs> I only played Celeste. And it's like, this is the one. Yeah. <laughs> um, this um, year, I played Resident Evil 2, which I can see is an excellent game, but obviously it's stressful. And that, so there isn't like the massive amount of enjoyment. I can see it's actually, I think it's an excellent game, actually, I'll say that. But in, I wasn't loving every second, shall we say. Yeah. So that, that, that for me isn't up there. But then, I don't know, I haven't played massive. I mean, Life is Strange. Oh, yeah, that could still, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think there's. I mean, Tetris 99 is on the list for sure. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. I guess that's probably. I mean, that's, that's probably it. See, the trouble is, most of the stuff I've played is all stuff that came out last yeah. year. So it's not. I mean, Ape Out maybe. Yeah, it's very good. Uh-huh. I'm not sure if it's up there with Game of the Year, but it still is very good. I mean, Apex surely. It's going yeah, to be on there for some people. It, but... but then, yeah, so we, we've just not had the time yeah, for it. Yeah, we're in like March now. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, James and I were talking about game releases just before this. I mean, this one was like Devil May Cry 5. I'm not going to be into that. But there's, mm-hmm. you know, there, there, there's, and, you know, Days Gone is next month. There's, uh, what's that? Was that really new Yoshi's? It's Division 2. Division 2, yeah. Yeah, Division 2, new Yoshi's game. But, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah it's, it's, hard it's been point, really been pretty dry, hasn't it, the last couple of months? It probably will be. Honestly, it probably would be Tetris ninety nine. I guess out of the games I've played so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Last one. Uh, ben Bowers at a drama day on Twitter. If you're in charge of Switch version 2.0, how would you design it? I'd make the power socket rotatable. Interesting. Add a separate mm-hmm. USB dongle stream to any TV without the base unit, obviously sacrificing CPU power, and provide optional chunky slash more ergon- ergonomic Joy Cons. Honestly, for me, the only thing I want, like, yes, the bezels are quite big on the screen, so bigger screen. I was going to nice. say that's yeah, that's the only and, thing. And that like, really and jumps just out last longer on battery. Yeah, I think it's pretty poor. Um, yeah I mean it's standby mode actually like for like oh it's dead again and yeah um, it's not something that's affected me too much but then I don't take mine out and about all that much I understand like obviously you commute and use it at work and stuff so yeah I have mine in my bag most days but even if I like Mm. just have I I, I don't basically I don't leave it on the dock uh, the dock every night to charge I just leave it in its case and and I'll play it today and I was like I need to charge it so it's a little bit annoying but yeah battery and screen are the main things the, the Joy Cons, obviously, the buttons, the face one's quite small, but they're they're fine enough. I mean, bigger yeah. would be better for sure, but I, 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 don't, I don't want it to be any bigger. I mm. mean, that's the thing about this machine is it's it's brilliant, but I still kind of miss the Vita size of the Vita in yeah. the sense that that still feels like that was almost perfect in terms of like size for like a it handheld. Is quite a beast, yeah. Although, and that's the yeah, that's the only thing I, I think with the uh, with the Switch. But there's nothing you can really do about that because it's just it's just the way yeah. it is. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I could always use better speakers on it, but then eh, do I really care? Like, if, if you're really bothered, you put headphones on, don't you? So, yeah. I guess HDMI out, but then I don't dock mine enough. I mean, oh, Bluetooth all yes. Oh, my God, yes, that. definitely. Yes. That, that is the most That'd annoying thing. Yeah, I can't use far. my AirPods and, oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Although I only found out the Bluetooth headphones that I've had for about a year, I only just found out the other day they do have a line-in socket on them. I think I just assumed, like at a glance, really? I assumed it was like a button or something. I just never... <laughs> yeah, so that's good. Um, <laughs> that is good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's not much else I would do with it. I mean, obviously, I mean, all right, if, it's, if we're talking like total wish list stuff, um, I guess like higher resolution screen, so they actually ran at 1080p. Yeah, um, that would definitely. Or, be nice. or higher, why not? Fuck it. Um, but uh, uh, most, like generally speaking, I'm pretty happy with it. I, I still like. I don't like the feel of taking the Joy Cons in and out. I still feel like I'm going to break something. Um, yeah, it feels very don't, delicate. Don't yeah, like something's just going to like snap off or something. Um, also, the I mean, the kickstand is fine but the fact that that's like the cover for the sd card is weird um i suppose there's no harm in it really but it's just, i don't know it freaks me out for some reason if um and when nintendo say here's the new version of switch it's not switch 2 but it's like here's the new model like i've done countless mm-hmm. times with 3ds mm-hmm. maybe it had like more you know maybe it had slightly better battery maybe it had bigger cpu or graphic stuff would, would you buy it straight away or don't know because there's been exclusive um, like 3DSs with exclusive games but then like they, I feel like very few there's very not few been that much that we, about, they? yeah, yeah. It, de- it just it totally depend on what I could get for my current one and how much the new one costs <laughs> um, like if it's only going to cost me like 100 quid or whatever after selling the old one yeah I guess I'd be tempted yeah. but it's yeah don't know right is that it 
That's it for tweets, yeah. Cool. Do you want to do the end bit? Yeah, let's do the end bit. Um... We're we're streaming four times a week. So again, if you listen to this show on Wednesday on the day it comes out, I'm streaming tonight, nine PM on twitch.tv slash computer game show. I'm streaming some Resident Evil Two in Claire's uh campaign or Claire's route. Uh James is streaming Deadly Premonition Friday from nine PM. Uh I'm back for more Blob on Blob on Sundays, uh Sunday at nine, and Sean is streaming an indie game Tuesday at nine all on twitch.tv slash computer game show. If you miss it live, you can go to our YouTube channel to search for the computer game show on YouTube and you watch all the archive videos there. Uh, there's links to it, all our social channels on our website. Just go to the computer game show.com. Hopefully. Cool. Um, and <laughs> if you've got Amazon prime, you also have Twitch prime and every month we would really appreciate if you went back and reapplied or just gave us your free monthly subscription it massively helps if you've done it before but maybe sort of four or five weeks ago it'd be amazing for you to go back and re and, and give us a sub again and we are doing a live show at Rezd in April, Saturday the 6th of April to be precise. We'll be doing a live podcast in uh, their Fringe Theatre uh, from 4pm on Saturday the 6th of April. You just need standard day tickets to come and see us. So get your tickets, uh, go to egx.net slash Rezd and you can get them there. I think it's like 20 quid for the Saturday for a ticket. Uh, go there and watch us do a live uh, podcast on stage. No James, uh, but Dave will be there. So, And that's the real quiz. Cool. Thanks for listening and sticking with us. It has been a weird episode. I think that's fair to say. There's been quite a, quite a few tangents, but there was some tangents. It has, yeah. yeah I mean, I've, I've enjoyed myself. Um, so yeah, cool. Um, see you next week, and thanks for letting us be natural. Oh, I hate that, Sean. Get on Discord and tell me quick. I hate that. Tell me how bad it is, as if that's not obvious to everyone. Cheers. Ah, goodbye. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.